Welcome to Do The Right Film. My name is Sean. I'm Stephen. I'm Thomas. And I'm Harvey Glad. Yeah. All right, guys. Coming up on this episode, we have a review of Logan Lucky, Stephen Soderbergh's return to filmmaking. We talked some stuff we watched during the week. I guess Steve has a topic for us as well. See something thought-provoking you claim? Yeah, I don't think it was that thought. Just something. Just a conversation. What is it? Uh, basically, elements of a good heist film. Mm-hmm. Uh, what makes some? What makes a good heist film? What makes a bad one? So okay. this is uh, more of a discussion rather than our like, usual where we, we make pick a picks. movie. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it's a little bit more fun to actually like talk things out than just like go around the table and just say like, "Well, we'll find this out. movie." It's more okay. fun. That movie. Great. I have some stuff prepared for that. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. We also, uh, I guess, Thomas has a review of the raid for us. Yeah. He had to watch that last week. I, guess, I believe Steve gave him this, or Steve and Harvey. I think it was a group yeah, effort. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely effort. a group. You tag team that bitch. It's basically yeah. this. You got DP'd. Yeah. Uh, if we want to use sports references, because everyone knows how much of a jock I am, uh, Harvey did the, the, the shot from half court. You alley do it. And then I, and I alley. Alley do it. Steve just totally smashed his. What is that? Coffee? Coffee. Yeah. You know what's Cold funny? Room. We we got a stool so things wouldn't fall off the table anymore. And somehow things still fell off. <laughs> Is your you phone okay? Al- you just alley oop the uh, the coffee. <laughs> I mean, are you not gonna clean it up? In I mean, well, we get we have the intern. Yeah, no, it'll oh, be okay. Fuck, man, the intern's not here. In, in the de- de- demonstration <laughs> of your alley oop, <laughs> uh, we're off to a great start. But um, like every week, I guess Steve's gonna back. go clean this up. How how are yeah. you, show? Anything interesting happen? Um, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, just kind of hung out all week. What did I do all all week? You worked, right? You have a job, right? Yeah, yeah. I just worked. Mm-hmm. Um, ordered a movie pass. I don't know if we should talk about that, but uh, yeah, I saw it's been blowing up. Yeah, I'm sure. If, if you haven't heard about it, movie pass is insanely cheap right now to the point where it seems unsustainable. So what's the deal? It seems a bit reckless on their part. Yes, but I'm still I'm a, a little bit desperate. I think too. Yeah, but uh, it, he's kind of a genius, uh, this guy. I mean, he co-founded Netflix and Redbox. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't heard Movie Pass, uh, I was just about to order it too. My, my next paycheck, fifty dollars a month. It's worth it, right? It's worth it at fifty dollars a month for us. Yeah, because we see movies. Average person, not so much. But guess what? Ten bucks. Yeah. For unlimited or one movie per day, any theater. For ten dollars a month, and, right? Uh, um, and that's a nationwide price. Um, so people yeah. in Kansas are going to be paying. 10. Now, what does the term "unlimited" mean? But in Movie Pass world, is like don't, they a, don't a movie, say, one uh, movie a day for every day of the month, or unlimited throughout the day. I don't think they say unlimited, but they say one per day. Per yeah, just one per day. Yeah, okay, guys, mm-hmm. twenty-four hour windows. Yeah, okay. in the in a lot of the country, I mean, I would imagine movie tickets. On right. average, or maybe below ten, maybe. Yeah, I think in places like Kansas, probably like seven. Yeah, generally no more than ten. But here in New York, you're pretty lucky if you can find a movie ticket for ten dollars. Yeah, and which in that case, you're you're getting uh, you see one movie you already beat the the savings. Yeah. Okay. So I would imagine they would have so, to be taking a big loss in New York. We don't know what's happening. This guy thinks he's reshaping cinema. I think something is happening. In um, terms of, uh, I remember when you guys sued. first mentioned it. I went on, I, lo- I went on to the site, them, and the though. site was down. It's yeah, too much traffic. I yeah. assume. Uh, AMC's come out against the uh, the company, saying that it's unsustainable. But there's no way they could sue them because um, 
it goes through MasterCard, and as long as MoviePass, sorry, AMC accepts MasterCard, they can't really do anything about it. Mm-hmm. But he, they have a fear that, um, I don't know. I don't know what, there's some good breakdowns on, on YouTube about it, but I don't know what's going to happen. This is all very scary. It's going to change my life significantly. You guys just ride in the wave on this one, huh? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to sell your information like hard, which but, is yeah. okay because I'm impervious to advertisement. But, uh, <laughs> That's really a really okay. bold claim. Yeah, that's a very <laughs> that's bold a, claim. I mean, Facebook does <laughs> Immune? it. Facebook yeah, I mean, does immune? it. I don't buy shit. You're in this situation because advertisement worked for you, right? No, yeah. no, no. I mean, I'm talking. Yeah, but I was going to buy a movie pass at 50. So this advertisement, it wasn't like, hey, you heard about this movie pass? I oh. think you sh- still should have stayed safe. Buy it at 50. Yeah, you should have paid. Well, I, I was getting to it. Oh. I was literally 100% set on getting it. Yeah. But uh yeah, Facebook sells your information and targets you. Yeah. So they they're gonna do that with Movie Pass too, something. I don't know. Steve, you said you noticed a flaw in the system. You had a yeah, story? something something happened to me uh yesterday which was kinda upsetting because Oh really? Yeah, uh I get to Nighthawk and I'm about to check in with Movie Pass, the app. First of all, their app is horrendous. It's like the worst app I've ever it had is to a very use. Bad app. I wish I mean with all this newfound attention and money they're getting you know, getting poured in, you think they were like start working on the app anyway i'm not gonna jump on that boat but i try to check in for logan lucky and lo and behold it wasn't there that happens all the time though that's the weirdest thing but every time that ever happened to me i sent them a picture of my stub and they refunded me the money oh really you didn't know this no i didn't know that i had movie pass for a whole year and that happened to me three times probably throughout the whole year i'm gonna let them know then because this is bullshit yeah that's yeah it's fine it's whatever i mean yeah it's an inconvenience but you're literally paying dirt yeah, that's when I realized I'm like I'm paying ten bucks a month. What's another ten bucks right now? I'm still gonna get the deal for other movies. Yeah, I mean, but it was just like for that moment, I was just expecting it, and it wasn't there when it was like trying to find it. So it was kind of inconvenient. Which yeah, I've had like, I've had issues with that, but uh, okay. Well, thanks for letting me out. I didn't know that yeah, at all. Um, mm. it's, yeah, I brought that up because I didn't have anything to talk about personally. So <laughs> it's movie related. So I'm gonna well, it's, check it's like, it out and see if it's worth. Invest in. What do you mean to see? It's, I mean, it's nine bucks. I mean, you should definitely yeah, do it. Yeah, I'll think about it. <laughs> I just we don't. will all give you... <laughs> how much is it? Yeah. You will invest in a movie pass. Like I don't want to get caught up in the controversy. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. you should just get it now before it's too late. Yeah, I'll check knows, it out. Who knows what will happen. Use mm-hmm. it while you can. Okay. All right. Cool. What about you, Steve? Any other... No, I had something stuff? to talk about and I completely... Uh, I completely blanked. Something happened during the week? No. Uh, yeah, I'm just busy at work. Mm-hmm. Shit's going to start getting a little crazy, so more and more jobs coming. Cool. And more and more uh, long hours. Uh, but I did find something interesting. I don't know if we talked about this, but I was on Letterboxd and, you know, kind of snoop around and look at people's profiles, and I found this new list. It's getting a lot of controversy. Uh, do you guys <laughs> want to talk about it? Are you guys making something up about the new list that I'm in? <laughs> Good or great films that... <laughs> Coastal elitists with Tumblr accounts review badly using their political agenda. All right. I Is mean, it actually getting attention? No, no it's not. I'm just, <laughs> that's because I haven't I haven't really started it. There's one movie. There's on one this movie. List. What movie is that? Good time. So the the problem is I I see these reviews all the time and I never like think to save them or screenshot them. Uh, so I'm gonna start doing that and just kind of build the list up. 
how do you determine what gets what gets on I think, the list? I think Manchester by the Sea should be in this list. I feel like yeah, oh, Manchester by the Sea is going to be on there. And League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. You know you banned that movie, right? You cannot mention it on the show anymore. If you send me the uh, the I, the thing is, I need snippets of reviews okay. on Letterbox. I'll find them. Oh, uh, I, I made this list because Letterbox. I feel is, like you're using your emotional agenda <laughs> towards this list, yeah, basically. <laughs> well, films are more geared for emotion than they are politics. But hurt agenda. Uh, it's not but hurt. It's 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 just blatant. Um, it's just bullshit. Um, Letterbox is plagued with with these people, you know, and I, I consider myself a pretty liberal person. Um, but the problem is, I'm, I agree with them, but it's their execution, you know, it's where they where they take uh, these great liberal ideologies and turn them into toxicity, you know. You guys, get what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Yes. No. I, get, I know. I mean, I've seen reviews where people just like. They're, they gave a movie a one star, not because it was a bad film, but just because they didn't like the actor and what, like, perfect example is Manchester by the Sea, where it's just like, there's Go, certain Ghost reviews. Story is going on there next, actually. I talked shit about Ghost Story. Um, yeah. I didn't talk shit about it. I just said I didn't like it as much as Sean. So That's basically talking shit to them. I know. I, I, I don't want to get the impression that I hated that, that movie. I give it three and a half. However, I would call it a good film, and the, t- the, the list is good or great films. And uh, the the review I read on that was um, it was racist because they didn't give the Hispanic people subtitles. It was like a metaphor for how Americans don't give a shit what they have to say, and that made it a bad film. That's a, that's a really that's, that's, a, that's a stretch. That's a big reach. <laughs> it's one of the more popular reviews just, of Ghost just, Story. Just wait. So what did, what was he complaining about? So in Ghost Story, uh, a family moves into the. Is that a spoiler? Uh, but all right, so the whole point is just like the, the, the Hispanic, Hispanic family did not speak Spanish. No, they, they spoke Spanish, they spoke but there was no subtitles for their because language. hey, guess what? You're seeing it from the ghost, ghost perspective. If he doesn't know Spanish, it's a we don't know that. Well, that but it's a it, that's what I'm gonna assume. If it, it's actually great, because there's, of course it would be dumb. If there's there's just a ton of reasons why you would want why why you would choose that direction. Why you would want the audience to be oblivious to what they're saying or like the ghost from the ghost perspective, it's a big fucking leap to say it's because <laughs> they, they don't have a voice in this country or because we I'm don't saying. care about their this voice. Is, That's this a big is, stretch. This is the poison that is on Letterbox. They, they, I feel like there's a war that you have against Letterbox and Rotten Tomatoes. There's something that, that like Michael Bay might do something like that and just brush over it. Yeah, he probably, yeah, but this movie, it's necessary. It's, I mean, it's, it's in service of the film. It's, it's these fucking people, man. I, I mean, I'm on their side, but but fuck, man. Just like, it's just like you don't want like uh, if you were in the Black Lives Matter, like you don't you know. And there's people who riot and come out and riot. You don't know where those people come from. They don't represent. But who are these people? <laughs> like, you know, who are the ones breaking windows and shit? You know, like. Yeah, I, I get, I get, I get what you're Cause saying. Because I'm on their side for the most part, but they're they're going about this all wrong. There's certain, yeah, there's certain. I might sound ignorant right now to all these. I mean, you don't because at least for me, because I understand where you're coming from. It's just kind of ridiculous. Like if anyone, a logical person, can read through it and sit there and be like, "It's like what the well, fuck?" Just, well, the problem is they're blinded by this this harsh emotional political uh, drive that they have, and I mean, it gets to the point where it affects things that it doesn't need to affect you know yeah i do like the 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 quote that you select for a good time yeah why don't you read it for us 
At one point, Robert Pattinson starts making out with his 16-year-old. That was really disgusting. White men need to stop making movies. Who wrote that? <laughs> uh, some girl with a Tumblr account. Oh, okay. She mostly inspired the list. I've Fucking seen these Tumblr. all over the place. Wait, did she think that the... Never mind. But you see what so I'm we, we can we can go a whole episode can be dedicated yeah, to just should. Letterbox. But let's not let's not dive into. Yeah, I don't want to go too far into deep, it. But that's my hole. list. If you guys have any, uh, if you're on Letterbox and you do listen, you have something like that uh, to send my way. I'll go ahead and put it on the list. Yeah, okay. Talk about how uh, Shelmo is infringing on your uh, yeah leftist. Mm-hmm. I, theology. <laughs> I, I just, I'm like, I, I just know. found it super funny because when he sent us this list, I'm like, look at him, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is a long what title. What about you, Harvey? Anything upbeat happen to you this week? Upbeat? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Um, no, just work mostly. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty busy at work. But um, any new video games? Any overtime hours? Putting in overtime? I don't get overtime because I'm salary. salary. That's right. Um, but yeah, we are like. Uh, about to release a game and we're like in talks with like some uh networks for like uh making like tv based games so here's the big question i've been trying to get out of you is uh when are we gonna start getting some of these games what do you mean i mean can we get some oh no like some of your games no can Uh, i get a screener but can we at least go to the release parties (laughs) are we invited are we invited for free Yeah. yeah you can do that okay we can go to release party we're allowed to come back (laughs) we're welcome back in open arms Cool. I can't wait. I don't really have anything to mention either. Same old work. Another blur of a week. That's about it. It mm. seemed like blurs, don't they? What's going on? Yeah. I, I, mean, went, to a, I went to a show. That was about it. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I saw that. Looks like a good time. Yeah, that was about it. That's all I did in that whole week. Yeah. It's a good yeah. time. So you met the guys? Yeah, they're really cool. We uh, hung out with them. So one of them commented on your status. That was cool. Yeah, they're, 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 they're nice guys. I can see them making it. Nice. The next Matt and Kim, huh? Well, they're not that genre, no, but yeah. Oh, where happened to like those guys? Matt and Kim? Yeah, they're vlogging now. I heard they moved. Yeah, that's such a weird thing. <laughs> I know. They're yeah. they're really in the vlogging now. All right, let's move on to movies, I guess. Movies. So you want to go first? Yeah. Yeah, you have to watch the raid, right? Yeah. All right, go for it. All right. So uh, we we brought up off air that um, <coughs> I was saying I didn't bring any notes with me. And I always bring notes. And notes are usually the reasons why I go on such tangents, I think. Actually, you know, funny enough, you I mean, without notes, you seem like you go on quite a bit anyway. No, anytime I go on a tangent, I usually You bring out your personal issues. (laughs) No, the notes. The problem is the notes. Yeah, I glance at his phone. It's like tons and tons of fucking notes. That's why. I just start typing and just can't stop. And then I'm like, oh, fuck. I hope I can condense this vocally. (laughs) But you never do. (laughs) I try. I try. Sometimes. Um, this time we're going free, uh, freestyle. It's gonna be like jazz. Can just go with it, right? Yeah, I'm just gonna solo, uh, improvise. But here we go. All right. No notes today. You guys probably hear a little from me. I'm sure you're. You guys are happy about that. Uh, so I saw the raid redemption. I lost the game last week. I like losing. I like seeing seeing new movies. Um. So this is like a uh, an action movie crime thriller directed by a guy named Gareth Evans. That's not very ex- expected. He must be Indonesian. No, he's not. He's Welsh, I believe. Wow. Oh, wow. I didn't know I didn't know that. That came out of left field. <laughs> wow. That sucks. Now now this movie's whitewashed. <laughs> I thought it was like a a triumph in in fucking Indo mm-hmm. China cinema. 
But anyways, it's directed by a white guy, apparently. Um, I would list the cast. I mean, it's it's Iko Uwais, Ananda George, Ray Sahetapi. <laughs> and I'll stop now. Uh, so this is like an action movie, kind of a martial arts movie as well. Uh, it's pretty much about a SWAT team uh, trying to take over like a tower, uh, like a a large apartment building that's pretty much overrun by crime lord or a crime lord, and they're—they're uh, they're trying to uh, kind of take them down, and you know they're trying to raid. Place. <laughs> I was like, what is this word that I'm trying to think of? Oh, yeah, it's the fucking title of the movie. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank here, guys. <laughs> Next time, he's, he's got to get those notes ready. <laughs> I feel yeah, like, man. yeah, you're all over the place today, man. Yeah, I'm so used to it. I, I, I put little talking points in my notes. Freestyle, man. You guys ready? All right. Raid Redemption. A very good movie. Very, very good movie. The end. I don't have notes, so I'm just kidding. No, actually, I want to talk a little bit about it. Uh, I've been hearing that this is one of the greatest martial arts movies uh, in the last decade or so. And uh, I would agree with that, I think. Um, as far as like the raw, gritty action goes, um, it's pretty intense. Um, I mean, it's similar. It's pretty on par with, like, it's probably a little bit better than, like, the Ong Bak and Protector martial arts choreography. They're both really good, though. As far as like the last decade goes, um, aside from the the action and the fighting and everything, which is you know top notch, it is filmed amazingly. It's like an indie film. Yeah, it's filmed like an indie film. It doesn't feel like a big like colorful but you know muddy looking uh, action blockbuster. It, it feels like some independent Indonesian film. But now I guess it's. Uh, Guess my 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 dreams are crushed when I found out I was directed Welsh guy. Welsh guy. Uh but whatever, you know, he's probably um you know giving these uh actors in Indonesia a face. Uh I would say Yeah, they got in uh, Star Wars. Yeah, they got into of, yeah, I just realized they got yeah. into Star Wars. Yeah, so they I mean, didn't last very long, but yeah. you know, they're in there. I want I wanted to see it directed by an Indonesian guy, but I mean that that's still pretty cool. Um it's it looks pretty beautiful. They do a lot of cool shots and like the camera work really plays into the the choreography to make it look more realistic. And uh, I, w- I had a thought about this movie. This is 2011. Yeah, 2011. Right. We're so we're six years removed from this, coming on eight. And uh, we were just talking about Atomic Blonde, right? Mm-hmm. What's Hollywood's excuse? What's their excuse? Because they don't have uh, fighters. Well, get them in those roles. Fucking, you got the money, get them. Yeah. I mean, well, why, like and the, the fact choreography. that. Uh, yeah, I think they, I th- they need to get their shit together because you like this isn't. It's not right because like if I were to watch those movies back to back, like say I watched this before Atomic Blonde, then Atomic Blonde probably would have got a whole half star taken off. <laughs> Damn. Because people are saying it was great action, but like, what is your what is your scale? You know. It's yeah. great. It's like saying it's pretty good for for them, but like, they're, they're, that whole uh, Hollywood entity is so rich and, and powerful over like films like this. Yet this one looks way better. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a thought I had. It, it, it's nice to watch it and say, "Hey, I think." Even, I mean, I would even bring up. I like John Wick, but I mean, even this is just just better. 
just well, so much better. The reason I like John Wick and the reason I love The Raid and I love a lot of these movies is that it does something that a lot of action movies feel like they have to do, which is have this story. Like, is like The Raid has a simple story. It has some little intrigue while you're in the tower, but it's honestly just about getting to the top or at least getting out at one well, point. I'm talking like story aside. Yeah, the but, action needs to look like candy like like when you listen to music it has to like be pleasant to your ears yeah and when you listen to a, a shitty mediocre pop song it does nothing for you right you're like this isn't me because i've heard great songs already when i hear yeah. this shit it's just the one compare. thing you know it's funny the one thing i keep hearing about atomic blonde I hate to bring that up i haven't seen it yet but the one oh, thing i keep on hearing it's like and i think the best thing to really describe it, it seems like everyone talks about it being the greatest hits like it's like a hits of like p- things you've seen already but it's just—it's nice seeing them again. But it's nothing really that special. It's not greatest hits, great really? value. No, damn. When you compare it to the raid, I mean, there's there's these great scenes of like people getting fucking like tackled through windows and shit, and like the most the practicals are out of this world in this yeah. film. I mean, well, and that, but that's what I'm talking about. Simple stories that they don't try to overthink or overact anyone. They they're focused more on more the set pieces and the action sequences. So when you have something like that just layered. It's all in service of what they're doing. Sure, sure. And yeah. that's what I mean by simple story. It's like John Wick was so great because they focus all on the choreography and the action sequences. Keanu Reeves doesn't even have much. Di- I would yeah. say like he has like what a page worth of dialogue in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, John Wick is miles ahead of Atomic Blonde for me, even though they're they're both compared uh, because of its simple story. Um, and I hmm. think the action's better as well, but yeah, everything's in service of it, the action. But this this movie really um, brings it to a new level, I think. It and it sucks to know that in my heart, I'm always gonna hold this as a standard. But the rest of the world isn't because they, you know, a lot of people may not see the Raid Redemption. No, but, I dragged and, my cousin uh, to go see this. Yeah. I remember when it first came out, I'm like, we have to see this. I, I saw a trailer. I made everybody see yeah. it. I was just like, I saw the trailer. I heard like, about I it on another podcast. Um, I've been interested ever since I've you know, heard about it, but just never got around to it. Um, but like this movie, I love now. And imagine me as a 15-year-old boy. This would have been the fucking Ooh. greatest movie ever made. <laughs> Great, greatest movie ever made. I love seeing like insane... like. I need People to rewatch it. Yeah, that's why I love the the new Rambo that came out like ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about that. I mean, you made me shit. rewatch the highlight reel of that shit. It's great. <laughs> you can't tell me that's fucking gold. Um, but this movie is is yeah, top notch uh, action. It's it's like really like gray and like it just feels like an indie film. The when they when there's like dialogue and emotional scenes, they they, they really bring it together with like this handheld cinematography that looks really good. I think the acting was good. I don't really judge acting though in other languages though. Yeah. It seemed good. I mean the, I when they I emote don't speak, I don't speak yeah, yeah. Indonesian. I, I usually just rely on like emotes. It serves its purpose like for sure. Yeah um, like facial yeah. yeah. Yeah I mean maybe Indonesian people say oh there's far better Indonesian actors in Indonesian film but um, The Protector is, is bad and that I think it's dubbed, but I think there's a Thai version too. Um, yeah, it's a good movie. I'm glad I got it out of the way. What would you give it? Give it a four. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you should check out Dread if you like this movie. Yeah, Dread's I'll check out Dread too. and I'll probably check out the sequel to yeah. this. The Raid, Raid 2 is yeah. 
Yeah. You think that action was great? Great. Yeah, I heard. That's kind of like Ongbok and yeah, Ongbok steps too. Steps it up. Yeah. Hey, that's really all they can do in those sequels. Like, you have to, you know, bring the bring yeah. the heat. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, Glad pretty short review, right? Huh? No notes. You no, guys like not. that shit? It's nice. Stream one. <laughs> yeah, short and sweet. Yep. What about you, Steve? Got anything this week? Uh, yeah, I was gonna walk away to grab my charger, but uh, yeah, I got something. Um, so this week, you guys are gonna be sorely disappointed because this was like action movie week for me, and it was just kind of rewatching some of my favorites. I finally finished Rush Hour three, mm-hmm. so that trilogy's done. I thought we were going to do done it as a group with a rewatch thing. or done yeah. for the first time? Rewatch. I, I just said it was an action rewatch for me. Like, okay. like so a are lot you of telling me that you only did rewatch this week? <laughs> Jesus, fuck. All right. Uh, Rush Hour 3, guys. Holds nice. up. Holds uh, up? What I does see. that mean? Did I just talk about this like two weeks ago? <clears throat> did you? Did you talk about Probably. two? No, it was three. I talked about watch the Rush Hour 3. I feel like every week we somebody's talking about Rush Hour. I feel like we should stop watching Chris Tucker movie. How'd you like that Roman Polanski Cameo in Rush Hour 3. Oh. I was like, what? Really? I remember He's it. the policeman. He's a police officer. <laughs> he looks like a rat. You can't yeah. miss him. Oh! <laughs> when they first land at the airport and they get cavity search. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, now I didn't know it's that. It's a very I... strange cameo for him to do, too. Yeah. Uh, Sexually assaulting people. I think... Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> I, all right, so when I was look, thinking back about this movie, I was just like, did I like this movie? Like, I don't remember liking it as much as the second one. And then after we were watching it, I was fucking dying. I was I, f- I forgot how funny this movie is, so and you, I realized you like Rush Hour three. Yeah. Oh, I found it funny. I don't know why. I just maybe it's because I you grow an attachment to these characters, and maybe it's just a little bit of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. There's still back. never be as funny as there's no rats in here. Look at that rat. That one line, huh? <laughs> Best line in cinema, dude. It's just like we just said these things. Like, <laughs> you know. <on> <laughs> I, but this one, all right. This one scene that I forgot about in Rush Hour three is when they're in the hotel room. And and Chris, all right, so it's like Carter and Lee, and they're like in the room, and they see the French woman. She's kind of like getting undressed, and they're trying to like, oh, we need to talk to her. And they're like, yeah. And then Jackie Chan says, should we put on a dirty movie? Oh, <laughs> I don't yeah. know why, but that shit got me. It's weird. <laughs> I was just, it came out yeah. of left field. I was just like, what? It's weird. That's like hearing Jackie Chan talk about dirty things. <laughs> shit yeah. like that. I don't know. I just realized though. I don't think we will ever get like and a, he's like done a porn. trilogy. Really? Yeah, Jackie yeah, Chan's done so. porn. Yeah. Really? Like, like Stallone, man. Yeah. That's crazy. And he, he was a singer. Yeah, I know that. Something about being a porn star really uh kickstarts your action career. So right. maybe you should just start there and then see what happens afterwards. Cool. What else yeah, have you watched? If you want to be a stuntman. What else uh, action films you watched? Drunken Master. Legend of the Drunken oh, Master. Okay. Uh, That's an older one. Hold yeah. up. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm a sucker for all these movies. Like, I don't even care. Like, overall, like the story is pretty much nonsense. There's like ridiculous scenes in terms of like moving the plot along. There's like they're at this factory at one point, and they're trying to get the workers to work longer hours, so the bad guys would beat up the workers. And there's like, oh, get back to work now. And I'm like, you just physically assaulted them. No one's gonna get back to work. <laughs> and it's all just in service of just like these ridiculous stunts that Jackie Chan pulls off. But like I was saying before, it's just like we're not we're not gonna get movies like this anymore. I feel like I feel if like if we these, do, they're gonna be parodies of that time. Yeah, it's not gonna be true. Yeah, it's just like it's like 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 buddy cop movies. Like it's like the last one we got what was like twenty twenty two Jump Street, but it's yeah, again yeah. it's just a parody. Right. It's not something that's actually taken seriously. There's no just real like, action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There might I don't be. Know. I don't, I don't know. know. It's kind of it bums me out because I love movies like these. I don't know. 
like yeah. over the top stunts and shit. The shit that Jackie Chan does is insane. Well, hopefully we'll still get um Bad Boys Three. I don't think that's gonna happen, man. We'll see. Well, right, we're gonna get Fast Eight. So, um, oh wait, no. See, nine. that's what that. that's nine. what we fucking get. We get Fast Eight, but we can't get a Bad Boys Three or a fucking. What they call it? Uh, maybe a you, rush hour. You four? know, uh, in, can we get rush hour? And uh, <laughs> in lieu of the recent events with the, the the Nazis and the white supremacists and stuff, um, so someone kept uh, re like posting the photos or stills from Bad Boys where he, they bust the Klan rally. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> good shit. It's just him in a, a a robe and a a hat. And a hood, and he uh, all of a sudden bust out with like two pistols like this. It's like going around the internet with some caption on it. Hey, quick question: what's what's you guys' favorite like Bad Boys? Bad Boys one or two? I feel two. like two sticks with me more. Two, I like two more. I think one's yeah. my favorite. Really? Yeah. One is great, but two has a lot more jokes and yeah, more memorable stuff with me uh-huh. at least. I feel like one was more like an action film. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, I think that's why I liked it a lot. Uh, Anyway, yeah, I mean, then the other one I really don't want to talk about because it was something I made my so girlfriend watch. Buddy Give cop? us a name. Can you do that as a person? Uh, it's a Guy Ritchie film. Oh, okay. Rock and Roller. My okay. girlfriend's never watched God. that. I made her watch it. Yeah. You didn't like that? Rock and Roller? No. I, I liked ro- it. I hate Rock and Roller. Really? Yeah. I've never wow. seen it, guys. You should give it a watch. Get, give us I'm your opinion. I'm over Guy Ritchie. What's been doing to me lately? That, dude, what the I'm fuck's the matter with this guy? <laughs> I just realized he just there fucking Sherlock, Sherlock 2, and then we get fucking King Arthur. What I mean, Man happened? from Uncle is okay. I haven't seen that one. I don't know. I feel like he's on a. I enjoyed Man from Uncle. You didn't? I thought. It was, I thought. No, I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah. I actually. I gave it a three or something. Yeah, me too. Okay, mm. cool. Pretty yeah, enjoyable. so that's all I watched. Just kind of action. Maybe action one movies. day you watch something new. You know? <laughs> yeah, we'll get that. Maybe. <laughs> Better. Let's let's just declare him the loser. Let's not even <laughs> play it today. Yeah. I don't know, man. Sometimes it's just like nice just to watch some like old favorites. You I have anxiety when I rewatch. Huh? I have anxiety when I rewatch stuff because I I feel like I'm behind on movies my whole life, and uh, you're always gonna be behind. Just remember that have, you will die. I know, but and <laughs> there's gonna be so much movies. But it hurts watched. more knowing that like the two hours I can spare to like watch a movie, no, using on a rewatch. Knowing that about you now. On your deathbed, I'm going to lean over and says, you should watch. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> or what if you, no, instead you present a list of all the movies no, I've like, never dude, seen. I'm like, dude, you need to see, oh, shit, oh, you're dying. On his deathbed, <laughs> we're going to have like a, 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 a you should just, just play a, a movie. A movie. that he's seen and that he doesn't like. Yeah. I was going to um, say, hey, how do you know I'm going to die first? And then I realized that I was the, the white yeah, guy. Of course. At the table. Mm-hmm. And I realized <laughs> that you guys are going to have to. You're going to die by natural causes, though. I'm probably going to die by like a landslide or something. Uh, yes, <laughs> New York Lance City. Yeah. <laughs> Harvey, got anything? Uh, what you watch, Harvey? Horror. Take us in the horror corner. How do you fucking know that I watch the horror? I actually watched the uh, good romantic comedy. And what else? A horror? No, I actually watched the horror. I watched. Got him. <laughs> um. Yeah, I watched a horror movie that I've been kind of excited to see. Um, I saw the trailer like a few months ago, and it kind of reminded me of um. Uh, kind of like the Love Witch. Well, not really Love Witch. More so uh, House of the Devil. It's like uh, it's called Sweet Sweet Lonely Girl. Um, it's directed by A. D. Calvo. I don't think I've seen any of his, his movies. Uh, I'll read you the synopsis. Wait, say the title one more time. What's up? Say it one more time. Sweet Sweet Lonely Girl. Okay. Soon after moving in with her aging aunt Dora, Adele meets Beth, seductive and mysterious, who tests, tests the limits of Adele's moral ground and sends her spiraling down a psychologically unstable and fancy. What the fuck? 
Phantasmagoric <laughs> path. Whoa. You forgot to read? You're like, uh. Well, I just didn't expect to see fucking Phantasmagoric path in, <laughs> in, in the synopsis. Uh, this film is like pretty similar, like in atmosphere to uh, House of the Devil. It's kind of like a psychosexual thriller set in the early 80s. And much like uh, House of the Devil, it has like that late 70s, early 80s, uh, like cinematic feel. Like it feels like this movie was made in that period. And it um, reflects in the style of a uh, direction that the director went with. Um, like all the effects are practical. Um, I believe it's shot on a film. It's some a, good uh, lesbian scenes. There's some great lesbian scenes, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so the main character Adele, she is a uh, she kind of reluctantly goes to live with her aunt at like the coercion of her uh, mom because their aunt is very rich, but she's also uh, a, an agoraphobic, so she like never leaves her room at all, and it's really kind of creepy. Like she just communicates with her by sending messages th- uh, beneath the door. And, um, you know, like the title is Sweet, Sweet, Lonely Girl. So Adele's like very lonely. She has no one to talk to because like her aunt won't even talk to her. She doesn't even see her throughout the movie. But she kind of, uh, she befriends Beth, who is very opposite of her because, uh, yeah, Adele's like very um, withdrawn and quiet and uh, introverted. But Beth, on the other hand, is... uh, She's very forward and she's very alluring and appealing and uh, she takes like just risks and stuff all the time, like sexual risks. She even talks about like having sex with like random dudes that she meets on the beach and stuff like that. And throughout the film, uh, as uh, their friendship progresses and like their relationship progresses, it becomes clear that uh, Beth kind of has like a sinister side to her and she wants something from Adele, but you're not really sure what it is. And, um, yeah, it kind of becomes like a, uh, yeah, it becomes like a psychosexual thriller. And, um, even towards the end, it becomes more paranormal than, uh, a conventional thriller, which I didn't really appreciate. But, yeah, there's some interesting things in this film. Like, even, uh, just down to the production, it's very cool that, uh, this filmmaker was able to make this with like only practical effects and uh, uh, filming it on film, for instance. So it's a pretty cool movie. I would give it probably a three out of five. Nice. What'd you see this? Uh, Shutter. Shutter. Nice. Ooh, Shutter. Get, I feel like that's your main. Uh, get it now for four ninety nine. Happy as a pig in mud with that account, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a. It's pretty cool. I've been going through some stuff on it. I like that they have like specific categories, like the, yeah. the stuff that me and my girlfriend go through a lot is monsters. Yeah, it's ve- cool. it gets very specific too. Yeah. I like they have that. a rape category. They they ha- they oh also have like very. <laughs> what you'd like? That's that. a. <laughs> they have like a the curator's choice and like ex- a lot of exclusive stuff that I released on Shutter. Uh, you won't get anywhere else. I watched another movie and they have shorts, I'll... which is cool. Oh yeah, they do have shorts. They have like these series too that are pretty cool, like these Shutter series, like these mini series. Uh, I watched yeah. another movie that I wasn't going to talk about, but since Shomo brought up rape, um, it was like a B Whoops. movie. <laughs> it's like a B movie. I can't remember the name. Of it. I think it's called The Black Room or The Back Room. Um, is that porn? No, it's a B movie. But the first scene in the movie is this girl getting raped by a ghost. And I mean, wow. I'm usually all aboard for fucking B movies, but it looked so fucking stupid. It was like hard to watch. But uh, <laughs> so if you want to see a fucking, you get, and you got through all of it. 
Uh, yeah, I watched the whole thing. Wow. It's really fucking bad, though. Fucking uh, trooper. Th- that's why I wasn't even going to talk about it. But if you want to see a shitty fucking ghost rape scene, like, like he's like twisting her nipple around and stuff, and it's like showing all of it. So, it looks wait, so he's, he's totally invisible? Yeah, but he's totally invisible. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very fucking like, silly. Uh, wait, we're laughing about rape right now. I mean, they made it comically, so yeah. you could laugh at it. So, I mean, okay. I mean, ladies, that's why we're laughing. Cool. Not because it's, it's funny, but got anything else? No, that's that's it. Nice. All right, I got some stuff. I actually, Steve, I did rewatch some stuff. I rewatched two films. Wow. It's, yeah, dude, it's nice. I'm not gonna really talk about those, but I'll tell you what they were. My <laughs> girlfriend's never seen this movie, and I was like, "You've never seen this shit." That's why I did rock and roll. I was yeah. like, "You first never seen this? movie? First day movie? She's no. never seen Drunken Master or Rock and Roll." I'm like, yeah, "We're watching it." I've I was never like, seen Rock and Roller. But this movie holds up or even raise it higher, I would say. Uh, Pineapple Express. Really? This oh, movie, wow. Yeah, Pineapple Express is holds fucking up. holds up. I haven't yeah. seen it since it came out. Same. It, it holds up. Like, I was worried. Like, maybe because I saw that when I was like 18. Yeah, but you yeah. didn't think that humor is going to like. It, it holds up. Like, I, I realized they don't make comedy. Like, like what's his name? David sec. Gordon Green? Yeah. He doesn't do movies like that anymore. It's a little bit different now, the way he directs. Um, I feel like budget, like big budget movies like that don't. They don't come out anymore. Like I just said yeah. about action movies, we don't get them anymore. Comedies, mm-hmm. I feel like the same way. Yeah. Also, rewatch her. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, rewatch her. Dude, I haven't seen that since I've, theaters. I really? Seen that I've rewatched it three times out of theaters. It's difficult. It's like a difficult one for me to watch. Like it makes me really <laughs> fucking sad. Yeah. It's very difficult. It I can see why you could be super like sad about it. You're like something like fuck. It's life. so good, yeah. but it makes me fucking depressed. It, it makes yeah, me. It's good. It holds up. I I have memories of watching it and then like getting this like dark cloud over me and going on a bike ride and just kind of thinking about like life, love, you know. <laughs> Things like that. Yeah. But yeah, they both hold up. Um, but yeah, um, what I really want to talk about is, uh, you know how we usually we go see a movie besides the main picking theater? Uh, but none of us did that this week. I so. actually did. I actually had the honor and pleasure of seeing Annabelle Creation. Uh, <laughs> oh, tell us about this one. Me and my girlfriend went to see it Wednesday night because she was dying to see it. And I wanted to check it out too because it seemed interesting to me. Yeah. So we went and paid to see it. Now, this movie is a prequel to... Annabelle, which Annabelle was a prequel to <coughs> Conjuring. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. Isn't Annabelle already a prequel? Yeah. yeah. Pre-pre- so prequel. It's a prequel, prequel. But they're also what I'll jump ahead really quick. There's a post credit scene in the uh, at the end of um Annabelle Creation where the nun. There's a story with a nun. I believe yeah. it takes place in like World War Two, World War One period, and. That's a prequel to Animal Creation. So the, we're gonna get another prequel. But it, I feel like it's more like a side, like a side film. Jesus yeah. Christ! What are they prequel. doing? Yeah, <laughs> but they're this, just going back in time. This so. movie just seems gross. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, it's gonna be like a, it's gonna be like a, a caveman, caveman. <laughs> with a fucking doll. <laughs> Oh my god! This movie seems but, uh, just really gross it's, it's, right now. I feel fucking disgusting. It's what they're this. calling the Nun series. Uh, it does look creepy. If you guys recall, uh, have you guys seen Conjuring Two? No, I haven't watched I it. I so. wanted yeah. to. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Is that the, one good? The, uh, it doesn't hold up to the first one, oh, but um, uh, yeah. So Animal Creation tells the story of a family who has a daughter, it's their only child, and it's it takes place in 1945. So they have a child, something happens, the child dies in a tragic accident, they can't move on. So what they do is they let a spirit into their house, which they believe is the dead daughter. Don't ask white people. Yeah, so that was their first mistake. And the second mistake is that they let it inhabit a doll, which is what Annabelle is, the, the figure that we all know. In what world is that a good idea? 
because they like, they couldn't they 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 wanted closure. They wanted even though they couldn't feel and touch their deceased daughter, they know that it's there. There's activity doll. in the house. Yeah. I mean, do something else like an urn or a fucking yeah. I don't know. Something, Dolls right? are creepy without spirits. Talk about it at dinner sometimes, but Jesus. And from what I've seen from the trailer, I guess they turn their home into like a orphan. Like right, an but before we get there, school. before we get to the orphanage, what happens is that it turns out the the spirit who they believe to be their daughter is not the daughter. It's actually a, a demon that is uh, using oh. the doll as a vessel to uh, inhabit a human's body as a vessel to be human. So it's all a ruse by the devil. And eventually they learn this. The wife some gets attacked by the doll, and it, I think it paralyzes. No, it doesn't paralyze her. It takes one of her eyes out, and she becomes bedridden. And the husband has to take care of her. Twelve years jump into the future, and their efforts to oh, before we get there, actually, they they hire a priest <laughs> to bless that the seems house. Like a lot Are of shit. Oh uh, no, this is in the tra- this is in like the first twenty I minutes. The, Jesus, I remember Christ. the attacking part though with the eye. No, that's a spoiler. I tuned the but trailer anyways. out, so I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, they hire two priests to bless the house and also trap the doll in a closet with pages of the Bible sticked onto the closet door. So my first question was in the movie, why didn't they, first of all, move? Secondly, hide the doll in a better place than a closet with Bible scripture on the walls. So that was their other mistake. Twelve years later, to pay penance to what they did, unleashing this beast... They open up the house as in as an orphanage for these little girls. Yeah, because that makes a lot. That's of what fucking confused sense. me from the trailer. You got a crazy so they let, demon doll. Yeah, they let these <laughs> like six, twelve year old, ten year old kids into their home with a demonic demon. Well, they like know a, the doll's purpose is to like inhabit a person. They so, just bring all so, these. Yeah, little not just children. a person. It wants a child, <laughs> and they. You know what? Fuck it. Let's get an orphanage to test <laughs> test their luck here. Six of them. Uh, so take your pick. you know that, that makes Brigsby Bear or, or uh, James his parents look or his captors look normal. Yeah, so these people are fucking psycho. Jesus. Also, Christ. what I don't understand is about the movie is that they they're so dead inside. The, these this couple. <laughs> yes, you lost a daughter. You lo- you pretty much your wife is pretty much better than get this over point. it. And why do you want kids around? <laughs> you know. So these kids they live in the house. One of them trouble ensues. They she unleashes the door. She opens up the door somehow. And the demon gets out, and it's it has its uh, eyes on one of the girls, which is the main girl. Her name's Janice, and it it toys with all of the girls, and it's basically just playing a game with them to see who's the weakest. And it turns out Janice is the weakest because she has polio, she has a dead leg, and she, at one point she's in half of the movie she's almost in a wheelchair. Now, I'm not gonna give too much away because uh, it's still in theaters, and I know a lot of people want to see it. But I will say that this movie is a lot better than Annabelle. Because I thought Annabelle was one of the worst. So I believe I reviewed it on our last podcast, and I gave it a horseshit review. I deemed it horseshit. Hmm. But this is actually, it's a lot better than Annabelle. Um, I think because of direction, it's directed by David F. Uh, Sandberg, who did Lights Out, and who also did the uh, the short film that, you know, rocked no. the world, apparently. And he did Lights, uh, Out. Lights Out, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I feel like he brought... Not only his vision, but James Wan's initial vision to this franchise. And it works for the location that he's shooting. But most of the movie, where my criticism comes from, is that it's the first 45 minutes is just set up for jump scares. Whereas the first Conjuring, even Insidious, when James Wan did those movies, they built on the two characters that you're rooting for in the movie. Yeah. 
But this movie doesn't have any of that. At one point, I just wanted all the little girls to die because they're all <laughs> so goddamn annoying. They they play like hide and go Kill seek. Em. They play hide and go seek in the barn outside at midnight where there's scarecrows and other like pitchforks and knives around. And the movie um, uses that as a tool to scare people. It's just repetitive setup that I got so, annoyed so, with. So the doll was locked in a closet. Yeah. Suppressed. It was. Were, were it was. The, it was so dormant the Bible for twelve pages years. Worked. The Bible, it kept it dormant. That's about it. But when she See, actually opened up the door. this is why I don't like these horror movies. It must be my skepticism towards religion. But like, really? But this, this Some is Bible a, pages out of all the religions? Yeah. That's well, they're, the they're, one that keeps Christian. demons away? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, how do you know it's not another religion's uh, scriptures that just, keep demons away? I don't know. I feel like I hate... Oh, I feel like you gotta choose one religion and say that's the one it's from. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like some of my favorite... Horror movies in the last like couple of years have been because I'm not a big horror fan like you guys know, but the ones Same. I do really kind of like like are the ones that don't over fucking explain everything. This one, from what you just told us, was like the first what opening of the movie. Yeah, that's over explanation. I don't like, mind over explanation. I just I'm over everything that is the same as all the other ones. And this is why I think the best movie I've, horror movie I've seen in a while is It Follows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It follows because, doesn't explain because anything. We don't need more pe- kids in a house. I mean, well, I, that's what I was me, getting I'm at. This this movie is a it's hands down, it's a mainstream horror movie. It follows is not a mainstream horror movie. It's an independent horror movie, and it should be. But I mean. but you can have good mainstream horror movies like in the first Insidious and the first Conjuring. I thought were done really well by James Wan. Oh yeah, he first created, Insidious. Yeah, yeah. we only really need one a decade though. Yeah, sure. Uh, but um, ba- ba- <laughs> Babadook was pretty much a mainstream horror movie as well. But I, from what I, I haven't seen it, but from what I hear is uh, more similar, like The Witch. It, yeah, it's in a way it's the build, reception, build which I suspense. like. I love The Witch. Mm-hmm. I, I Have you seen Babadook? No, my girlfriend keeps trying to. Oh, speaking of getting girlfriend to watch movies, I'll bring up something when you're done. But I don't really have too much to say. Uh, you guys get the gist of what I'm trying to get at. Can you give us a it's score? Not, it's not. It's nothing new, you know? There's nothing there. I'm glad we didn't watch it. I just feel like they're, he's ripping I'll off. I'll watch it at some point. Yeah, you should check it out. I do like... Things I do like is probably the location. I do like some of the, the aspects of how they design the, the, the demonic creature. It's it's a lot better than um the cre- the, the demon in... Um, There's actually like a insidious. physical creature that you see? There's something you see. Oh, I don't want to say what it is. Well, oh. fuck it. It's a demon. You see it. Uh, I'll wait. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't tell me anything, but... It's just like, oh, fuck. I'll, it. I'll wait till Halloween. Demons right? can always look pretty different. It's or, it's very similar to uh, uh, the first Insidious, but not as dark Molly as oh, the, yeah. that one. It's a lot, a lot more I like. Sh- I shadowy. really like the first uh, Insidious. I like people's interpretations of demons and how... Yeah. So know. you might like, like this one, because that's probably one of the only things I liked. And I like the the sound design was incredible in this movie, by the way. But okay. have you seen Annabelle? Yeah. That, did you like it? No. It was awful. I thought it was kind of racist too. Why the fuck the black woman had to sacrifice herself oh, to yeah. save these white people? That was kind of <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> but this movie's leading up to uh, Annabelle to like the very beginning scene of Annabelle. I'm putting that I, on I, my I'm actually list. more interested. In I mean, <laughs> 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 like this. If there were ever a movie that people should get upset about, it's fucking this one because. Yeah. Like, I mean, they I mean, picked a character that did not matter, the black woman. <laughs> like they deemed her life like that mattered the fucking least, so she should kill herself so these fucking white people can Quit be happy. Just wait, just wait. Didn't another movie did this, another horror movie you guys talked about clown? Yeah, we're talking with about the, clown. She picked the oh, fucking yeah. black kid <laughs> of all the children around. She picked the one <laughs> and black didn't kid. It had, the, it had the best <laughs> uh still of him. Yeah. Just looking all innocent. Yeah, he's look- like, <laughs> 
Something tells me they do he that on around. purpose. Huh? They do it on purpose so that they can like, like make people wonder. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right, let's do some really racist shit. But uh, this movie just. It's just one of those like midweek fill a void moment movies. Uh, I feel like it would have been a lot more redeeming if I had the movie pass and didn't have to think too much about it. Yeah, man, get the movie pass so you can see these shit movies more liberally. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's complete. It's not horseshit. I'll tell you that. It's a lot better than Annabelle. It's somewhere in between Insidious and like Annabelle. But uh, I am actually more excited about the Nun series that they're gonna do. It looks a lot more interesting, and it takes place in Romania, so it's. You know, like they're actual nuns, and they like have the doll for some reason. No, it's not related to Annabelle in that aspect. It's just that the oh. the nun in this movie has a story that relates to that. So it's more of like a side project oh. in this university they building. Were franchising everything. But what uh, what I think is kind of gross is that they're referring to this as the the Conjuring universe, which is uh. Oh, oh yeah, they are referring. Yeah, they are referring to it as this Conjuring is this universe. franchise. Every is just every studio has to have a universe that they have to so build disgusting, on. Yeah, they're man. Marvel ruined it for everyone. You know, it's like what we have. We have the, the dark, the dark universe. We have Marvel. We have DC universe. Mm-hmm. We have fucking M Night Shyamalan's universe that he's creating. That's his own thing, though. He we have that's, the Kevin Smith universe. We have the yeah. Kevin Smith. Oh yeah, we do. <laughs> With the, the so many universes, Clarks? man. I don't know Clark, where to Clark, fit in. Clark. I'm more of a Kevin Smith universe guy. That's where I would fit in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's where most people. There's no brown people in his universe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not even the deli clerks. No shame. That's bullshit. <laughs> True. But uh, I give this movie a two out of five. No, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, two out of five. Mm-hmm. I was gonna give it two and a half, <laughs> just because you just can't hate it. If that Sean much. gave that a two, I'm sure I'd give it a one. Yeah, I feel like you would have hated. Oh, it. Speak- but I, I oh, gave Annabelle like a half star. I think. Speaking of uh, slicing my scores in half, I did. I rewatched them. I forgot. What? I don't feel at home in this world. <laughs> we sliced it in half. You sliced my oh. my my review in half. <laughs> you had just had Does to make hold sure up? you were right. No, well, <laughs> Tappy. Why'd you rewatch it? Tappy wanted, like finally got around to it. She heard what you said, and uh, I rewatched it. That sounds like a threat. <laughs> I heard what you said. Um, I, I guess I don't know. She finally. I've been telling her for a while. I guess she finally broke, and and you know, I was like, yeah, Sean didn't like as much as me. I was surprised, and she. I guess that probably made her like wonder, you know, which side she kind of uh, agrees with more, probably. Mm-hmm. So I rewatched it. So she, she doesn't, liked it. It doesn't hold up as much when you know what's going to happen, obviously. So these are the kind of movies that like I don't really like to rewatch. Um, she falls somewhere in between. I think she she thought it was fun, and she didn't think it was boring like you. She, she said mm-hmm. she didn't agree with you on that. She also didn't find it funny, and I laughed at a lot of shit. I mean, there's a part where... Someone gets killed and the main character just starts rapidly vomiting in a funny kind of way. That's what I said too. That I didn't find it. I find that shit funny. hilarious, and I think you would too, Steve. You know what? I think I'm, gonna, Steve, I'm, I'm actually going to watch it tonight because I I need something yeah. to watch. I think I realize now why I liked it. I had to like I was reconfirming. Uh, it is the humor. It's me. I like the stupid fucking dark humor in it, and uh, I enjoyed it. And yeah. I think that's really what made the movie for me. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll so I guess I can see why it's like. If you don't like the humor, then maybe the film would underwhelm you. Okay. You guys want to move on to Logan Lucky? Let's let's move on. Charlotte Motor Speedway. I know how they move the money. The only guy who knows anything about blowing up real bank vaults is Joe Bang. I am 
incarcerated. Yeah, we got a plan to get you out. Alright, I got a synopsis. And it's another simple one, actually. It's straight out of IMDb. So, uh, Logan Lucky. Two brothers attempt to pull off a heist journey in NASCAR race in North Carolina, period. And this is uh, Steven Soderbergh's return to filmmaking. And by filmmaking, I mean he, this guy fucking did everything in this movie. Directed, edited, shot. Yeah. I heard... Um, I've heard great things about this Well, I this heard guy. the reason why... Yeah. I mean, he's great. I When I reviewed Magic Mike, I called him like the safe bet director of, of, all, of all time. You know, he's such a safe bet. Yeah. And uh, I read that he... Uh, I guess he quit cinema... <laughs> cinema... Quit making films because um, current the current state of film, not because he got like tired of it, right? But he was still actually doing like TV. he's producing, he's, he's producing TV. what the, as well. the 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 Nick something like that, the Nick I don't know what something like that. Um, he's doing other stuff. I know that. I think he uh, he came back to make this film to kind of make a statement, maybe. Yeah, because I think it's all independently uh, produced and distributed. Right. So that's cool. That's a little cool. Piece so of the movie. if you don't know who's in this movie, it stars Shannon Tatum, Adam Driver, and Daniel Craig, and what's her name? Kylie Rillo. Riley. 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 Kiel. Riley Kiel. I'm gonna talk about her. Katie later. Holmes is in this movie Kiel. as well. I'm gonna talk about her a lot. <laughs> yeah. Because you brought up that you were excited um, for the to see her in the movie. Yeah. You know it's funny. While I was watching this movie, and when she first comes on the screen, my first thought I'm not even joking. I said Harvey probably likes this girl. Yeah. I like her a lot. Just like, who was she? True Who's confession. She's the I, um, oh, the sister. I really yeah. liked her in this film. Every time I saw her, I wanted her skirt to be just a little bit shorter. All right, let's let's make All this right. a Jesus <laughs> Christ. Steve, you're back to you again. Back on schedule. Jumping in on this. Yeah. Cool, cool. Initial uh, thoughts. Initial thoughts? Um, just initial. Yeah. Uh, it's actually one of these films that I had a really good time watching. Uh, I feel like it's hard to really critique it just because I feel like story, it's a heist movie. You know exactly what you're getting into. If you've ever seen any heist film in your life, you know exactly what you're going to watch. Sure, but yeah. I think the characters and the overall humor, I, I quite enjoyed and made it a little bit more entertaining than than it, it should have been in terms of like story-wise. Like You kind of see it happening. You, know, right. you, always, you see the beats coming along. Okay. But like Channing Tatum and Adam Driver and their thick ass fucking redneck accents, it was it's pretty great. It's just hilarious. Is it Jeez. redneck or hillbilly? It's redneck. Uh, it's it's kind of a mi- yeah, I, I don't know. It's more hillbilly. West Virginia's it's kind of a mix. There's certain yeah. characters that have more hillbilly like uh like Hick. Yeah, like uh, what they call it, uh, Daniel Craig's brother. <laughs> <laughs> He's oh, talking that, about Twitter's. Like, yeah, I know all Twitters. That's hillbilly. That's straight up hillbilly. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like Channing Tatum and I'm driver more like. I don't know redneck. if there's a distinguishable I difference. I don't. I feel like I don't I, think there is. I think it's the same. Well, thing. really, I feel the, like there is. A I had a bit. redneck in Florida tell me what the difference was. A hillbilly is on top of the mountain, and a redneck's on the bottom. <laughs> That's they, it. They live on. It's top, just yeah. regional differences. Yeah, like apparently, I just don't know if that uh, translates to accents. Apparently I feel like it does. It does. Like yeah. it feels a little bit. You can. I feel like I could tell it a little bit. Well, like, yeah. I mean, West color. Virginia. I actually knew a guy from West Virginia. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's the guy that drew that Tupac picture. Oh yeah, oh, yeah you're talking. Yeah. About nice. No, but overall, I I think oh, I enjoyed the film overall. Uh, was it changing the game for me? Was it like my favorite of the year? No, I wouldn't say so. Okay, but cool. I, th- I still think that I'm it's glad we were watching. Right? Yeah, it's a safe bet. That's a perfect. Soderbergh, man, you can't like his worst movie is gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like. 
throughout the movie, I couldn't, I can't inherently say anything that I didn't like. Maybe overall, I would say the story is pretty kind of, you can see it coming. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. So, Shomo? Yeah. Uh, I agree with most everything Steve said. I think uh, I think Soderbergh was like, you know what? You remember how successful Ocean's Eleven was? What if I did a fucking hillbilly version of it with more humor? And I think he did just that perfectly. I mean, it, it, obviously, I like the smaller cast. Not quite as many people as Ocean's Eleven, but the the, the characters really, uh, really drive this film. Because otherwise... It's nothing. I mean, we've seen it all before. I mean, there's yeah. there's holes in the heist where you, things happen where I'm like, wait a second. Yep. How how are they counting on that? And they did, there was a little bit of that. I actually rewatched Ocean's Eleven not too long ago. I don't even think I brought it up, but I did too. I actually rewatched all of them in one sitting once. Oh, like Jeez. a few months ago. I yeah. have them. I have them. The box set. Um, but uh, yeah. I mean, there are things that you're just like, whatever. <laughs> This is a this is a comedy. It's a, it's, you have it's to spend, suspend your disbelief. You have yeah, to like you, sit there you, and just like go with do. it. You do. You have fun. And um, there's one joke where I really laughed, and I think really um, my humor might just be. It's probably why I liked uh, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. But uh, do you have? To, you're about to get banned from using that movie. Uh, well, I don't, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> so so basically, there's a scene where they like they get propositioned the two brothers, and they're like they like give us a sec. Like, what do you think? Yeah. He's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> this shit had me <laughs> on the floor, man. Not literally, but uh, this is a very solid movie. It's fun. I mean, I can't like, you know, it's it's hard. It's hard to like really stick it somewhere because it, it does what it should do in a sense. Um, maybe it could have been a little bit smarter, but then again, I, I don't write heist films. I don't study, you know, the how to chain events together like that, I'm not, I wouldn't be able to do any better. So, I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like yeah, it's one of those. It's, okay. I actually have no notes for this, too, so I'm just going to keep bouncing off of you guys. Harvey? Um, oh, shit. Wipe the glasses. Oh, we, we, got, a, we got a wild card coming. Wild card? No, <laughs> not really. Uh, I enjoyed this film a lot. Uh, it's pretty similar to like what Shomo said it's like a ocean movie it's like an oceans movie with r- rednecks or hillbillies whichever one ocean 7 red billies red billies yeah, <laughs> yeah ocean 7 11 that's which, a good which is a joke in the movie but yeah. i think they use that in the marketing campaign too yeah. um yeah this movie it's different than uh ice movies in several ways one being that uh the the criminals are uh hillbillies that's kind of inherently different like the thought of hillbillies pulling off this elaborate heist is very funny and very silly because um, typically they're stereotyped as being dumb as shit. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, for a good portion of the movie, I feel like it's going in that direction, which I guess I'm okay with, but it eventually kind of flips that that stereotype on its ear, which I also appreciate because um, you're just thinking, like, this is not going to go well for any of them. And a lot of the comedy, I like that it's brought by these stupid bumbling uh rednecks so they're just doing very dumb things like uh like adam driver's character he he was like very stoic the entire movie but he made me laugh like a lot his his accent is the funniest in the film yeah it's he's he's very entertaining even though he's like yeah (laughs) it's i don't 
At first, I was like kind of being critical of his accent, but the more he talked, the fucking yeah. funnier it got. Yeah, because yeah. at first, where's he like, from? Is he from the south? I don't think he's so. from Midwest. I'm pretty yeah, sure I read I an think article. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. just I don't know. Janet yeah. Tatum's from Alabama. Do you guys, do you guys yeah. wonder um, if he, uh, if, if rednecks or like people from the south and like that region will feel discriminated against by this film? Because it paints them as kind of dumb. I don't really care because they're probably all racist fucks anyway. They probably but, won't see this. Yeah, <laughs> it probably doesn't. I don't get think. I don't think it. I don't think it portrays them as dumb at all. I think it's just they're all characters. They're all like like heightened like yeah. of what we all perceive them yeah. to be. Well, this movie actually had levels of them. Like yeah. you, know, you have Chad and Tatum, and then you have the brothers. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Who are dumber? Yeah. yeah. And then you had like Daniel Craig's character out of nowhere, who's like, yeah, we didn't bring him up yet, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I don't know what he, he was. He was a very weird character. I was, I don't know, I didn't know what to think uh, when I first saw the trailer because he, I wasn't sure about his accent and I wasn't sure like what kind of character he was supposed to be. But he was a pretty interesting character. He, mm-hmm. he, he was a lot more intelligent than he seemed. He, yeah, the scene where he's like actually writing on the wall and stuff in the middle of the yeah. heist, yeah. he's like breaking which, down chemical which was compounds. Really, really, like, really funny. Okay, so. I, I enjoy this movie. Uh, it was a lot of fun. The humor actually carried the movie along for me. Um, but I do, like you guys all mentioned, it, it does seem very familiar. And they play on that in the movie. They don't, you know, hide from it. Soderbergh knows what he's doing here. Sure. He's using something that's worked for him before. Even Shannon Tame's character is just another version of Danny Ocean in this movie. But in just in a different location in, it, like, you know, region of the world. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think this the humor is was what we should talk about because it's a lot different than those movies. Yeah. I I, I compared the humor in this movie it's, to It's uh, like Coen Brothers. It's like Coen Brothers with the setup, but I think the the humor for me is a lot more like Alexander Payne. Yeah. Um like yeah. Sideways and yeah. um, Descendants. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think for me it's the humor that carried this movie for me. Um yeah. I do like the characters in the movie as well. They're different but also it paints a very familiar atmosphere They're all very with the nice. locations. Yeah. The talk about like you know cars and beauty salons, pageants, all that stuff seems familiar. But just because of where we're it's all very from, very Americana, like exactly yeah, what you picture, like the South or even just like America. To yeah, be. even the way he sets up a shot in like in an exterior shot seems familiar. The the sound of the air, the trees, the mm-hmm. the light, and which where we're from, you know, we can well, relate. Magic. He did Magic Mike, and that that film right mm-hmm. took yeah. a, a nostalgic wave over me. And that's why I felt in this movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I did enjoy this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. But if I had to compare them, I'd say Ocean's Eleven. I prefer to watch. Not so much. Me of a, too. Yeah. Mainly, probably more of the casting, and because it was original at the time, that style of uh, directing a heist movie. And this this one is a lot different though with we'll, humor. I think we'll talk about Ocean's a little bit more in our yeah. topic. I think. Uh... I don't think I agree with that. Actually, I think I like this more than like Oceans. Wow. Um, okay. I like the cast a lot more. Uh, like in Oceans, these dudes aren't really those guys. Like aren't really guys that I can relate with. But uh, Channing Tatum's character, he's like uh, he's just a normal, hardworking dude that wants to provide for his daughter. Yeah. And I think I can relate to that a lot more. And like his reasons for wanting to do a heist, I think that's another unique thing that makes this movie a bit different from other heist movies. He's not like a He's not like a professional fucking criminal or anything like yeah. that. I thought that was. Kind of it's cool. like it's like a guy who's watched a lot of heist movies, yeah. and even like there's a scene where he's like riding down the steps, and it really is just kind of like a deconstruction of the heist movie genre. Yeah. Like he's just like yeah. he's like following these steps, yeah. and I think one of the ones I always remember was like, "Don't get too greedy," 
And that's where usually yeah. a lot of the time it I backfires think, and him yeah. being a step ahead of everyone and not telling everyone. Like, yeah. And there's another line he says in the movie which kind of really helps maybe bring this maybe maybe I, I was being a little bit too critical was it's like he's like he's like we'll tell them what they want what we want them to know he's sure, like they'll yeah. know what we want them to know it's like he's like i think i agree with harvey a little bit but then i think about um my suspension of disbelief it, you really have to do it for this film because like the thing i like about oceans and why i think i like danny ocean and uh what's brad pitt's character's name i don't know i remember um, brad pitt <clears throat> Rory or something? Uh, <laughs> probably. Tony? T- it was like a girl's name, was it? Yeah, I don't know. Something crazy. Um, but I think uh, those guys are so charismatic, they sell it to you like they know Rusty. what they're doing. Rusty, there yeah. you go. It's not a girl's name. Um, Should be. They, uh, I believe that they know how to do this shit, whereas, whereas uh, this, this film is more of like, it kind of doesn't make sense that this all this would work out. Whereas Oceans, where I'm kind of like, yeah. all right, well, these guys know what they're doing. Yeah, it's because they it's it goes to the phase of just explaining how everything is going to happen, and I think this movie tr- it doesn't do that. It doesn't explain it does how it, every like it, it does it, it does it on the opposite end, which they kind of do in Ocean's Thirteen. It does it on the opposite end, but also it does like we get the information as it's happening, which I actually did enjoy. There's parts of the movie where I'm like, what's happening? What's what is his plan? Yeah, you're right. And there's no explanation to what actually. I think happens. Ocean's Eleven and start um, connecting does the dots. like. Beforehand, I think Ocean's Thirteen does it after. I could be wrong. Though. Yeah, which uh, which is kind of is... which is kind of refreshing a little bit, you know. I just want to say, Daniel Craig, the first scenes of him in the trailer, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to buy this guy, and uh, I really loved him. He's probably people one of my are favorite people character. are saying uh, he's he's probably the best part about this movie, and yeah, I he, think I agree. He, I, he really he's fun to watch. At Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig, uh, you you want to learn a lot more about him. And most of his stuff comes through, I'd say, the third act. Yeah, that's why I really like the scene where he was drawing on the wall. Yeah. you're like, well, Which is who pr- the fuck is th- he? That's where the comedy really, yeah. works really well. Is yeah. Because they, in the entire movie, they talk about how they're pressed for time, but he has time to explain the formula <laughs> of the, the explosion. <laughs> yeah. And I but, like how every character in this movie has like something about them that they offends them. Yeah. Like his character doesn't want his bombs to be called bombs. And uh, what's his name? Andrew's character does. It's pretty funny. They play on humor of like his arm being missing. He doesn't want to call it that his arm is missing. He says his hand. His hand and his little yeah, yeah. forearm. Yeah, forearm. Yeah, it's very specific. His arm is still there. Yeah. yeah so every um, character has something about them that you know offends each other. I think what uh, I think what this movie does great and um, keeps you on the edge of your seat because I feel like the heist is disorganized and the way they play with time, where you're wondering like, how do they have time for this? It feels real life like mm-hmm. it feels unorganized and stressful and it yeah. feels like that's how they those characters would really do a heist unorganized and stressful yeah i would honestly man like actually thinking about it and just talking it out which you know always kind of helps when you're thinking about like a certain movie uh is that yeah man i think i think that's something really refreshing to the heist genre is that we're not that that it's always happening and we're talking about this in our topic but it's just like this over explanation in the beginning or like this is the plan and then there's fucking music and you see a montage of things that are going to happen or what's going to happen and and i like the fact that the information is being fed out to you very slowly and it kind of keeps you engaged so you're not just like kind of seeing everything already happening you know right. and it's never a really critical moment in the movie as well which is kind of different for a heist film there's always that thing that the, the ball dropped like what is happening next 
Uh-huh. Yeah. This movie actually doesn't have a lot of moments where compared to Ocean's 11 where things go wrong. Yeah. Which is which was interesting that he went in that direction to uh in Ocean's 11 he used that to build suspense and set up a uh, some like a climax or yeah, the next scene. Yeah. But this movie I don't want to give too much away, but it just seems like things just to be in their favor in at least in the first like half of the film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also yeah, I don't want to really talk about it because of spoilers, but there's just there's something that happens at at the end where it makes me think it's just like yeah, I don't want to spoil it because I feel like that's going to kind of give away the ending. Possibly. Because yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a moment that happens where I'm just thinking like, hmm. It makes yeah. you start thinking and then, you know, the movie ends. Right. Yeah. It's very thought-provoking. Okay. Yeah. Um, Surprisingly. My main criticism comes from the overall motivations of, like, Shannon Tatum's character. Um, it just seems like there was a gap. It happens very abruptly. Right. Very quickly. Yeah. It makes you also wonder, was he planning this... While he I was like still he was. working there, because yeah. of the whole diagram. Right, that's what I was going to spoil. Is that oh. there's something that happens near the end? Where well, I was talking about in the beginning. Yeah, like yeah that's what I'm saying. Like, I think he he. I think this is one of the things he's been planning. Okay. And I feel like that's something that you kind of realize mm-hmm. throughout the movie. It's just like this seems like I don't think they like did on a the good flop. job at explaining that. But I would say that it's inferred that he didn't just up and plan yeah. this after it's, he got especially fired. It's confusing because you don't know too much about his story beforehand before. Yeah. It just seems like he was discontent in life. That's about it. Which but is to okay. rob his job. Of, I so. feel I feel the same way about Danny Ocean, too, though. I feel like I always want to know more about him. Well, Danny Ocean, they do a lot of setup with him throughout the film and his story of sure, how yeah. he became a criminal. Uh, I need to do a rewatch maybe of Ocean's Maybe I need a harsh yeah. flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but yeah, this movie, it's just it's very familiar. They, you know... Soderbergh references Ocean's Eleven in this it's movie. A, yeah, it's very fun. Though. It's fun. The thing is, this is kind of a, I don't know. This is like outside of the movie, but there's like a bit of a, con- a controversy, I guess, because this movie was written by someone named Rebecca Blunt, but apparently, people are saying that's the pseudonym of uh, Steven Soderbergh. Yeah, well, he he uses pseudonyms in every movie. He uh, he used a pseudonym for the cinematographer, which is him. Pseudonym for the editor, which Did is he? him. Mm-hmm. And he's done that pretty much every movie. Why is that a done. controversy, though? I don't know. Oh, I don't people, know. because apparently, like the cast members believe they talked to a person named Rebecca Blunt, like via email. But Mandela it is effect. him. I think yeah. it is him because um, he said in an interview, "Yeah, this movie was given to me by Rebecca right before I quit," and it makes it seem like he wrote this movie. And it's almost like like it was a passion project of what Ocean should have been. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. What a guy! I feel like Soderbergh is. Danny Ocean, in a way. Yeah. He's, I feel like he just, what yeah. is like an enigma? Like, it's uh, just like, what's be, all these yeah. pseudonames that he has? Like, he doesn't need to do this. Oh, let me see if it, they have it up here. All the pseudonyms. Uh, yeah, that, that's interesting. So the pseudonym for him, in for the cinematographer, is Peter Andrews. The editor is Mary Ann Bernard. The writer is Rebecca Blunt. And those are all him. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a weird guy. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> I don't know. That's just, what I'm trying to figure it's out. It's funny, though, because... He he's a weird guy, but he makes such grounded, down to earth movies. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does. He's not like a fucking David Lynch or anything. But he, make he, any he's awful, a, he doesn't he's make any He's masterful, any. like David Lynch, but he's um in a different kind of way. All his movies are big mainstream movies with little tiny artistic, you know, spins on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I do really, really enjoy how every character in this movie, their personal life and issues seem real. Where, uh, what's his name? I can't remember the actor's name, but he plays Roy in 
the office his character seems like a real person you've met sometime in life yep even their sure, sister yeah. just seems like somebody who you've met in a hair salon yeah, for sure. with that accent and that attitude and the way they talk that i feel like i don't know where soda works from but it just seems is he from new york i'm not sure he i feel seems like, like he spent yeah. some time it, in that part of the like world he's not yeah yeah, I feel like I, that thing. That's my number he's one. He's from thing Atlanta, I did, Georgia. Like, okay. Oh, okay. that would yeah. make sense. Yeah. yeah, I had a feeling he's from the south. Uh huh. Yeah, it just seems like every character that he that he yeah, you see on screen, even like the even these like little characters are just there for just a like maybe a scene or two. Like they had a lot of a lot of story behind them, and just I don't know. It just it felt meaningful. It wasn't. It didn't feel like it was just kind of tacked on. Right. It didn't seem like it was just superfluous. Like it was there for a reason. Hmm. Uh, but besides for criticism, I think that w- that's all I have to say. Yeah. Um, the mo- overall motivation. I do also say that I, I think that this movie ha- is more montage than the Oceans movie. Yeah. Where most of the third act, uh, they they don't linger too much on what's going on until they do like what stuff that's happened before, mm-hmm. wh- which he's used before in, in the Oceans films. But I feel like it was used more in this one. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, there's not much to say. This is like one of those like, Right, like I can recommend this movie to anybody. Yeah, but I'm not gonna tell you it's amazing. Yeah, I'm not. Gonna, it's I'm not, not gonna tell you it's a blow me off my feet movie. You know. Yeah, yeah. it's not. My, it is really good though. I really yeah, did enjoy yeah. it. I thought it was fun. I'll definitely re. It's just like another like yeah. It's a perfect rewatch movie for me. Like yeah, if I'm just comes chilling, on Netflix, yeah. I would love yeah. to rewatch this and just kind of mm-hmm. put it on and just like mm-hmm. like be reminded. I'm like, damn, it was a good movie. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would rewatch this on my phone going to work. What? <laughs> <laughs> No. Wow. Very specific. In the Uber. <laughs> uh, Anything else? So you guys did enjoy. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm a I just sucker can't. For Daniel, well, specifically Daniel Craig's character. Definitely. Yeah, That's, yeah. he's my, actually my favorite part in this entire. I don't movie. think I, I think Channing Tatum is weirdly my favorite part. Okay, yeah, he's he's up there. Yeah, I just love the accents they all had. It was just like Channing so Tatum, hilarious. He's just not trashy enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's very subtle. He did gain weight for this movie. Yeah, you guys noticed? He got, he got a little that, husky. Uh, so, did, so did Adam Driver. Yeah? Yeah. He looked the same to me. No, there's like one scene where he like walked up and like he filled that t-shirt. Really? Yeah, and he like had a little man boobage going on. <laughs> Maybe go back and like when it when it comes but out on Netflix Tatum, he, he got big. Like, you can tell in his chin. He's wearing he's loose, loose uh, t-shirts and you can see that belly protruding. Yeah, they yeah. all. Yeah, I think both of them got pretty big. Um, mm-hmm. Daniel Craig looked. Pretty same pretty, to me. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> Jack. Riley Keough looked uh, great how, as usual. I, that, <laughs> Daniel Craig is a. I mean, he's not like a fucking like Oscar darling, but he uh, his range is pretty great though. To be able to play white trash and then be able to play uh, the suavest motherfucker on the planet. Yeah, yeah. which is you know, a Jewish assassin. Notably, the most suave man in cinema. Yeah, is he? I mean, he's James Bond is. Regarded, is he doing sure. another one? Yeah, yeah, he is. He's is just he? signed on for confirmed. another one. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Illuminati confirmed. Mm-hmm. I was really excited for Spectre, man. He said he was calling it quits after Spectre. That's, That's what I thought. What they need to released. do is like not cast Christopher Waltz and, and underuse the shit out of him. Yeah. That's what they need to do. It was so... Gonna cast was a villain. so weird. That was just like... I don't know. It felt so off-putting. After, after coming off of Skyfall, because I watched Skyfall, then I watched that. Mm-hmm. And I was just... Skyfall. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Final thoughts on uh, yeah. Let's talk about the actual movie. I got a question. Katie Holmes' face in this movie, right? I feel like she's permanently sad looking. She uh, she definitely she, is she never used to look like this back in Daw- uh, Dawson's Creek. Yeah, she, uh, I mean, she is not looking good. She did went through. I have, I have no experience with the trauma of Tom Cruise. Cruise. <laughs> yeah, I never watched Dawson's Creek, so I don't know anything about that. Scientology but, yeah? can do that to you. Uh, I don't know. Uh, 
Is this the first movie she's done in a while? No, she's seen her she's, did, she's yeah. a few movies yeah. in the last couple of years. Hmm. Yeah, she was in the. Was she in um that uh, Del Toro movie? You guys know what I'm talking about? Mm, I don't know. Not Crimson Peak. Not the one before that. I'm not sure. Uh, Mother. No. Not Mother. Um, Mama. Something like that. You know, you know this uh, Harvey brought up uh, Riley Riley Keel. This makes me want to go home and watch the uh, Don't be afraid the, of the dark. The side. lotion scene in American Honey, that Confederate flag bathing scene. Oh, that uh, <laughs> that scene was actually because you know how uh, yeah Nighthawk plays like they're playing movies and movies before like like strung together. Oh, they, really? Yeah, they had that scene in Wait, there. Wait, what scene? I didn't see that. Where uh, Shia LaBeouf's like rubbing Tanny. Oh yeah, they had that lotion on her. They I also had that, that the other one. I don't know where it's from. Uh, wow. Where the father is standing on the lawn with the two kids, and the one that one of the the boy goes, "Dad, wouldn't you like to take us fishing and tell us life stories?" Oh yeah, Tyler Day. Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. He's like, no, go, yeah. go dig a hole. <laughs> yeah. and I'm gonna grab another beer. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what's his you. name. He was also in this movie as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But um, yeah, nothing too much else I want to bring up. What about you guys? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, this is. Yeah, you know, straight oh, arrow. I forgot to bring up the the prison scene, the Game of Thrones joke. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah that, that was. That that yeah. was a good scene. I like that. I really like that actor a lot. The who plays the warden. The warden, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty funny. I've seen him something else recently. That was that was a funny scene. Let's talk about the, Hillary Swank. The comedy just yeah. I don't think we should, right? Mm. I mean, not I mean, she's it, in the trailer. Is she? I thought it was a cami, more like a hidden cami. She's no, in the she's, trailer, she's in the trailer. And, I, and I'm thinking it was back so, on I've now. never really seen the trailer to be honest. I saw it once, I think. Her voice was very strange in this movie. It's really, it was really it. deep in this movie. Yeah, it's a deep. I love that shit. I was like, yeah. She, she's looking quite good. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's all you have to say. You're yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. Maybe yeah, I feel yeah, like it would yeah. just get too much into story spoilers. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it is a heist movie, so things do happen in the end. You probably don't expect. Of course. <laughs> or maybe you do. Maybe you do expect them. Who knows? Yeah. I'm the kind of person that tries not to think about like. Or mm-hmm. predict movies. I I'm, usually, I'm that person who usually tries to piece it together and see I, how it's I, always going to unfold. I actually like start to in my head and and I go stop, just stop, just watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I did that with this one, but I was wrong because the so. the way to set up is that they could have went in any direction. Yeah, with this I first, one. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just like being surprised no matter what. I just don't think about it. True. Mm-hmm. This movie kept me entertained to not even think about it as I usually do. But let's drop so, some scores. Yep, Steve. I saw uh, your score. <laughs> oh, well, that's not my official score. That was just like oh, okay. a, something your I just placeholder. Uh, yeah, because uh, I always do placeholders. So actually, I, I was, you know, I feel like I feel like I can give this one confidently a four. Okay, that's a good score because I feel like yeah. it's so it's so there's so much solid elements there, and there's so little negative. It just a five for me is like something that blows me out or like out of the water or like resonates. Blows that's you out. Yeah, blows me. Okay. Yeah. Shomo? Uh, I'd probably go three and a half. I kind of, I really liked it. I think it's pretty much, you know, right on the nose how like good of a film it is and how well made it is. I think maybe it's just like missing some sort of shock value for me or something. Either a little bit smarter, I know the characters aren't supposed to be that smart, or like maybe add in some I don't feel homeless world type humor oh, or something. Oh, gosh. You know, but that, that's, <laughs> I don't know. That's just really nitpicking. A solid movie. You know, when I first met you, you always talked about this movie, a Soderbergh movie. I was like, yeah, I think I've seen it. Don't you always talk about Out of Sight? You think of someone else? Mm, yeah, it's probably some other show. I've never seen Out of Sight. It's probably one of the other shows, right? Wow. <laughs> Three and a half for me. 
Okay. Harvey. I'm getting some feedback. Uh, this movie was really good. I enjoyed it. I'd give it a I give it a three and a half out of five. Um it's really funny. It uh it keeps you pretty entertained. The only uh and the characters are very enjoyable. I think I mentioned that that I find them more relatable than like uh professional criminal characters that I've seen in other heist movies. The only uh bad things that I didn't love about it were uh, like I don't like heist movies that kind of like go narratively unhinged like at the end of the movie and just tie up a bunch of loose ends like I don't like seeing that um, and yeah it could have been a bit more exciting uh, like in the second act uh, mm-hmm. yeah I think that's about it uh, the length is slightly too long for me too it's okay. like two hours it's like right on those two hours I believe mm-hmm. every movie should be two hours every movie yeah Except okay. horror movies. Oh, they should be three hours, right? <laughs> no. Should be a well, solid sorry, wait, what was your score? Three and a half. Three and a half? Okay. Uh, that's exactly my score. I give it a three and a half. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um, it wasn't something that was incredible. Uh, it's definitely not my favorite Soderbergh movie, uh, whereas I would probably say Solaris is probably my favorite. Fuck yeah. I was going to rewatch that a couple of days ago. That's Dude, that's his best movie to yeah. date, I think. Um, no one I, knows about that movie though I feel like it It was really Really come and go When that movie came out I haven't seen it Never seen it? No, no. I haven't met anyone That's seen it Steve have I, you seen Solaris? The remake That Soderbergh did No Dude you, you would love it It's one. Really? It's my favorite movie I really like, like Magic Mike Magic Mike's good too Side Effects is one of my favorites That's probably my second favorite of his um, But yeah I give it three and a half I didn't I didn't hate Seth MacFarlane As I thought I would um, because I absolutely hate him in movies. He, uh, he just got awful. He wasn't there long enough for me to hate him. Yeah, yeah I think his character yeah. worked. His character yeah. was weird. His character is super weird. <laughs> yeah, but it, 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 I actually liked. I didn't. Are like there, in this, are like there this British p- NASCAR drivers. Oh, he's not. A he's not a driver. He's, the he's just a he's the owner. owner of the team. Yeah. Are they famous? The owners famous? I don't Nobody know anything about NASCAR. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I was maybe just didn't understand his character. Yeah, it's but, just um, a common like social media and just like how the way he's just like social media famous. Mm-hmm. On top of uh, yeah, I just being didn't a billionaire, he was social media famous. You'd think the driver would be, yeah, yeah. It's just, but uh, uh, see, we all gave it a three and a half. Yeah, yeah. I heard. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. That's all I want to mention. You guys sure. want to move on here? Yeah. What do you guys, What do we do usually here? Pick a movie or we'll play the game? Pick, pick a movie. Pick a movie. Oh. <laughs> Forgot. Rusty. Yeah, it's been a while since the game is the last part. Yeah, that's right. Let's pick a movie then. I don't oh. even know what comes out next week. Yeah, I forgot. I haven't been keeping up. Oh, I know what I am seeing this Gook, Friday. Right? Yeah, I'm Gook seeing Gook out. this Friday. All right, so here's the list. Gook is not a wide release. Birth though. of the Dragon, Ugh. Leap, Polaroid, Tulip Forever. What is all this? Oh, sorry, Tulip Fever, Beach Rats. Oh, I want to see Beach Rats. That looks good. It's a documentary, isn't it? No. I believe so. What no. am I thinking of? England is mine. England is my city? That's a YouTube joke. No, you know about it? England is mine. England is my city. I stay very litty or something like that. Yeah, the fucking white rap song. England is my city? We should cut here. Because I have no idea what any of these movies are. Dude, I don't know what these are. Really? I mean, I I know Leap and Polaroid. Because I just saw the trailer. I guess we're going to watch something that I didn't read on the list. <laughs> Wind River? You guys want to watch Wind River? <laughs> Just a little context here. Uh, we were looking at the the list of releases. Um, there's actually no real, like, solid movies coming out 
this coming week. I mean, I, I think mean, that's unfair that's, to yeah, say. That's completely unfair. Well, I mean, if you're counting like an animation movie, but those movies, they're not made for us, so it's not fair for us to review Animated, it, and then on top of that, we have like a lot of indie stuff that literally one theater is playing, well, yeah, and, and no one's going to get it. fair to everybody who might be listening. Especially if you live in like, you know... BFE. Uh, if we intrigue, then like, fuck, I can't see. I got to wait till Redbox. Toledo, Kansas, is that a place? Um, that's Ohio. Uh, but Wind River is a movie. I think it might have been limited a week ago or two weeks ago in no, New York. No, it's out. No, in New York. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think this it's is It's an old movie. Over. Wind River came out like a month ago. I'd but, say uh, two to three weeks ago was limited release in New York. So it should be hitting theaters right about now. Yeah. yeah. In like and places. it's getting, uh, from what I read online, huge critical. Acclaim. Yeah, I heard it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we should. Uh, this is a good pick, guys. Who, 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 that was you, Sean. That was right? me. Good, good job of digging yeah. that one. I actually went to go see this movie, but it was sold out. We were at all Sold out, really? Yeah, well, the show, I went like two minutes before it started. Oh. So yeah. that might be. No, why. I'm actually kind of excited. You said it's Sicar- a writer of Sicario? Director yeah. of Hello Water. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm de- okay. Yeah, you sold me. Yep, so Wind River it is. We'll check it out. See, maybe what snowmobiles and yeah, I like a lot of films that takes it entirely in like a winter environment. Like uh, Dreamcatcher. Yeah. <laughs> Fargo. Dreamcatcher. That's up there. Fargo. Yeah, hey, wait a second! I never Call watched Nicole. Fargo yet. We said we were supposed to. Oh yeah. You're never gonna watch it. Yeah. You're gonna be movie. on your death. That's one of the movies on your deathbed. You still never watched. Um, Remember Thirty Days a Night. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good, good one. Yeah. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Favorite snow. All right, let's movies. move on here. What do you guys want to do? You want to yeah, talk should, the topic? We should do that as a topic. Uh, maybe favorite, next week. Favorite snow, <laughs> favorite snow movies. Snow movies. Hey, well, you know, we're joking around about it, but actually, let's do it. Let's do that. Let's save it for the winter when we have a snow day or something. <laughs> Your favorite? <laughs> okay. No, no. Favorite Snowden movies. Now starring Edward Snowden. Have one right now. <laughs> the Santa Claus. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, I think we have a topic we're gonna talk Steve, about. Steve, give it again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, topic is. Don't break the table, and I guess every time I Dude, talk, this we table are, this table is demonic. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's possessed. Annabelle, the table. <laughs> it needs a prequel. <laughs> yeah, remember when I said why did they put you, the spirit actually, on the, t- the doll and they t- could put in something else? This this table actually has a story because this is not our table. This is our old roommates. That's it was the story. His, well, that it's his Haunted. grandmother's. This is actually antique oh. from years, mm-hmm. so there might be a ghost in it. It might be his grandmother. Well, this is an we antique. don't know if it's his grandmother, but and I'm saying it might be a ghost. And disrespecting it and sitting on it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's not, I, think uh, he, I think I think he, <laughs> he disrespected it by saying we can have it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's uh, let's hear the topic, Steve. Uh, so I decided we can have a little bit of discussion of elements of a good heist film. Okay. Sure. So, in terms of, don't be too excited, Thomas. Uh, what do they call it? It's. I can't remember the last time we talked about heist, uh, heist movies. I don't think we we uh, really don't. I mean, we broke down what they call it, uh, uh, science fiction movies, like well, we, tropes we, that we, we don't like. We talked about uh, best shootouts, and mine was from a heist film, really? Heat. Heat. Yeah. Okay. It's right after the main heist. Yeah. That but. Scene. But yeah, we always see heist films, and I and I have a little bit of a list of the things that kind of like generically are in like heist movies. Okay. So, so give us an example. Of what you think make or break a heist movie? Pretty much, that's what you're saying. Yeah, basically, yeah. like what are the elements that usually make a good or a bad heist film? I or have like, a, I have a big one. What that is I'll it? Bring. Oh, you want yeah, to bring yeah, it up? Go for it. For me, uh, in in particular, to uh, one of my favorite, which is um, Inside Man, directed by the wonderful Spike uh, Spike Lee. Oh, man, I forgot about that movie. Yeah, Shit. that was a good one. And I bring that up because of, in regards to what makes a good one for me is uh, level of predictability. 
And that movie, it did something different that I've never seen before. It just brought something out uh, that was unique to that genre. And it has to do yeah. with the ending. There's yeah. a man into that. You gave it away. That movie came out like 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I Listen, gave Clive it away Owen the title. Statute of yeah, Limitations in yeah. like 10 years. Uh, yeah, right now. It's like I was trying to bounce around and you just said it. <laughs> Blatantly. <laughs> It's called Inside Man. I mean, yeah. you switch the words around, man, inside. <laughs> but yeah, that when I saw that movie was uh, when I was like probably 14, 15, and I, I was very, very impressed that it, it got me good in the end. I feel like that's probably the last time I seen it, and I don't remember much. I yeah. saw it. Uh, I saw it um, on Netflix when they brought it out back in like two thousand fourteen or something like that. So you're saying because you didn't predict that at all? That well, in general, with heist movies, film. where you don't predict yeah. what's gonna the outcome to but, the very last scene. This isn't fair though, because if you're dumb like me, mm-hmm. um, well, that's what I said to me. You to don't. Be personal. You don't predict uh, things. So even Ocean's Eleven, I well, don't predict half that shit. Well, it's not no, all right for me. It, the things that I like or what makes it interesting, which I liked about the movie we talked about today, was the the information that is given. Like we are given information as like as is like shown throughout the film. And Inside Man is a perfect example. The only thing we know is what Denzel Washington knows. The information that he's given through mm-hmm. the other characters. We we are shown things and we don't know what's actually happening, but we don't figure it out until he figures it out. Right. And I think that's what honestly makes a really good so high school. Pers- like the perspective. Yeah, perspective is like taken into account. Like the information is given throughout the film and that makes it interesting and it keeps you engaged. Yeah. The thing about certain high films, like let's say, what was that movie? The Bank Job? I always remember that. I feel like that one's kind of like I feel like that Jason falls. Jason in- Yeah, I feel like that always falls into like kind of predictable. It wasn't well. That I- was based on a true story. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, shit, I didn't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, certain high school always follows the idea of like there's a leader, mm-hmm. then there's the gang, and then there's the plan, and the plan at that point is laid out, and then at that point you see the plan go through, and <laughs> something always happens. But then we get to the end. It was like, oh, it always works out in the end. Like they yeah. always planned it to go awry. Now I'm trying to think of a heist movie that is told from like an omnipotent point of view, where you know all. Where um, you know all, like. I can't think of like that. where they set up the plan and it worked out for. Well, no, that where you know everything, you can see everything simultaneously. Cause oh, um. Typically, it's only from that very limited perspective. Uh, the Woody Allen movie, Small Time Crooks. That's a good example of that. How so? Because uh, you're talking about like where everything's unfolding with the character as they move yeah. along the plot. Yeah, that's a good one. I think that's a good, good pick for that one. Do you remember that movie? Not, I guess I don't oh, remember shit. it very well. I, I need to watch it. I've never seen that's it. That's one of my favorite Woody Allen movies. No, but um, yeah, I feel like with that predictability in mind, it's like when we see these kind of... I mean, they have a formula, and, and these formulas work. It's entertaining yeah. overall, but I like the, the information that's given in a right. very just... So it's because at the end, you're like, he's like, oh, shit, I really didn't see that fucking coming. Mm-hmm. In you small-time know? crooks, they're just rolling with the punches as they have a basic plan. Yeah. And they just go there and they just try to do the best they can. And, and whatever. you're just learning as the outcome unfolds. Yeah. Another one was uh, the Lady Killers as well. It's similar to that, I think. I've never seen Lady Killers. That was funny. Was it Conan? Uh, Conan Brothers? Conan. Did they write it or directed it? I think they directed it as well. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh mm-hmm. huh. But what's Tom. a bad one then? Uh, I, I was looking at the list of the twenty-five best highest films <laughs> of all time. What's number one? Yeah, what's number one? Um, what this shit? You want to know twenty-five? Yeah, sure. No, Bottle Rocket. Really? Yeah. 
Oh yeah. man, it's yeah. pretty funny though because yeah. it's kind of in this in the same. That's vein actually as very Logan close Lucky. to small time crooks as well. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like Logan Lucky though in the sense of like the characters really. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess Owen Wilson's character is probably worse than. It's just than I, Channing Tatum's. I think it's oh. just great how the level of I think that's what makes it so funny. It's just like the level of the plans that he creates are for such like a small amount, like right. <laughs> And he's so, so their their number one is obvious, and I'm gonna agree with them. What is it? Ocean's Eleven. Uh huh. Because Overall. because it defines the remake. Heist. Yeah. Yeah. It defines what we know as heist movies. To me, it's like, um, like outsmarting smart people, like that that kind of like take. You know, like. Yeah. Um, Ocean's Eleven brings up a good uh, aspect of heist movies for me is casting. Diverse characters yeah. who are uh, just revolving around the the leader of the group is always a good thing for me. Yeah, and then they have usual suspects on the list. Oh, that's Number a good one too. Well, that it. one, that one, I didn't see the end coming. Sure. Yeah. Um, and even with like the oceans movies, like the ending isn't the kicker, so I don't think it really matters what happens in the end. Um, it's it's kind of how they tell the story that I I really like it so it's much. That, it's that build up, right? It's just that like you feel so cool. Like when you're like say you're rooting for Danny Ocean, which in you know in this movie you probably are unless you're weird. Um, want the cops to win. <laughs> but uh, you, any any time you, it's revealed to you that he did something really smart that tricked like whoever he was hei- doing the heist on. Yeah. Like to me, you get like that sense of like, fuck yeah, you know, I feel like, like kind I f- of yeah. I feel like and Ocean- a lot of that happens in that that franchise, and you're like, mm-hmm. even in the third, I like Always Ocean's a step ahead. Thirteen just as much probably. Right. Not 12, though. 12 is okay. What do you got like on a, the topic? Over, I don't know. I was, I was like, uh, I was trying to figure out how Ocean's Eleven is the best heist movie of all time. I feel like I that's just it. like that's like a standard that yeah. everyone just always is has. It? Well, I feel, like, I feel if like you think of heist, you think of Oceans, the Oceans yeah. movie as a franchise. That, what do you think of? I, th- I think of Heat. I think of Dog Day Afternoon. Heat. I think of Refugee. Dog Day Afternoon is on this list, too. Um I've, I saw Good Time compared to that a lot, mm-hmm. but Good Time is post heist. It's not heist, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's not a heist. Movie. I don't consider Good Time a heist movie. What, at what's all. a something different you Actually, can talk about? In I, I do like Good Time as a reference of maybe a heist film. It's like post. Right. It's like how the way Blue. What is it? Blue Ruin is like is kind of like a revenge story, but what takes place after mm-hmm. the revenge? It's like a heist for revenge rather and, than. And then that's what I mean. Like I think like it's great as a sense of like oh what happens after the robbery what happens when shit goes awry like what happens afterwards that's actually that's more of like a character study yeah. uh, aspect whereas uh drive was it's a heist film as well but it's also a character study on that, that yeah character. i don't consider them heist movies yeah yeah but i can see why someone would mention that like mm-hmm. i can see if you broke it down uh, in that way the yeah. town i would consider the yeah, town the town's like really good one. yes that one's very one. good uh reservoir dogs on the list too but um the town is really good but I agree with Oceans being the best because, in my eyes, it's just like the way that it defined the heist genre of just like. But I think it a made heist, it. A heist should be like. Um, I don't know. It it goes with a score like it's like documentarian kind of. I guess it like, gave it the blue. It gave it the blueprint. It gave the genre its blueprint, and at that point, everyone kind of follows suit and like is like, oh, this is what you should do for a heist film. 
But like, if you get something like the town, if you get something, I don't know, something a little bit more. The town almost feels more like crime thriller than than heist. But, but it the is whole a movie, movie, yeah, the whole movie is built like, up to a heist. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, but I like the the aspect of Ocean's Eleven that makes it like you you get to go for the ride of planning the heist and and seeing it executed. Yeah, I guess that list makes sense of why they consider it the best because the movie is just about the heist. Whereas films like Heat, it's uh, it's pretty much everything that surrounds the main heist that's sure. going on with the characters all bouncing off each other. I, I guess say Dog Day Afternoon is similar too. I mean, because like, I mean, well, Dog Day Afternoon is a contained story of like what unfolds after the heist. It sounds that's like you guys I mean. are like placing this in its own genre now, though. What like, heist? Like heist is its own genre, and that there's a distinction between movies like Heat. And like movies yeah. like Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, he's like I guess you can consider it like a crime thriller, a crime action. But crime what thriller. do you believe is a better movie? Uh, Heat. I personally, because Heat's one of my favorite of all time. But you believe that Ocean's Eleven defines the heist movie. If you're better. gonna say what's a, a good heist N- I, film, I wouldn't say. I think when it came out, I think like I said, it just created that blueprint. Yeah. It, it like it established it's something. I, like I haven't watched it in years, so I can't. Oh. I don't really don't want to speak on it, to be honest. Like in terms, because I can't remember. But you much. don't think there was a blueprint before Ocean's Eleven came out for making a high song? I don't think there was um, a standard. I felt. Maybe. I don't think they were as like defined as far as like it, what I mean by documentarian. It's just like the way it tells the story. Is yeah. Like, plus, I think you might also be just referencing Soderbergh and the way he directed that. Specific yeah, I think film. that's that yeah. criteria fits on. Just Soderbergh's style of directing. Also, Inception is another mm-hmm. heist film. But it's, yeah, it's action as well, though. Yeah, but I mean, you are kind of planning out a big mm-hmm. job and recruiting Whereas, people. Yeah. And Ocean's Bay pretty much has no action in it. Right. Yeah. A lot of but, talking. But I would say um, Inception is still a heist movie in the sense that they... Yeah, I think it's definitely they, a heist they movie. Plan, they, plan, they recruit people. They plan it they out. They plan it out. They, they test things before they do it, like kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's like heat. It's like those. Yeah. But I feel like can this can this like idea still work, though? Can we... I mean, I guess it still works in the sense where we got like uh, Logan Lucky. Like it's still entertaining, but I mean... It's like I don't know. I feel like. But could we get a serious one that works? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's how long can we really? Sure. I feel like this should Logan eventually Lucky, be the next step. Eventually, if you take the humor out of Logan Lucky. It's not good. Yeah, like if you didn't have the characters, you didn't have the humor. I feel like it would just been like, oh, it would have so, been like the most meh movie. So, so you're pretty much asking, how can we sustain it? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's since the blueprint set, everyone's kind of following. I don't it. know. It's like what well, the blueprint now is. Who can do the best? Steven Soderbergh. <laughs> and then That's we cool. found out that Steven Soderbergh True. does the best Steven Soderbergh. Yeah, man. At this out. point, turns fuck. out yeah. it's, um, un- it's unfair because that's such a unique film in itself. Yeah, the one he first released that movie and he brought that style to that type of genre. Yeah, that. Like, but I do really I, I even the first Ocean's the the original is not like that at all. No, not at all. Yeah. I've never watched the original, so I haven't. I've seen snippets of it. Oh, really? Like on TV. Yeah, but I've, I never tri- watched I've it. tried to like when I first fell in love with the first. Like the the Soderbergh one, I was You're like, like oh, I gotta pay you know homage to the original. I'm like, oh, I'm first bored. ten minutes, <laughs> first ten minutes. You're like, Soderbergh's yeah. like, listen, I got a style. I'm gonna use it here. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, I yeah, I don't know, but uh, I'm not saying Ocean's Eleven's like like I said, I'm not saying it's a, the most amazing movie of all time in comparison to films that have heist elements. But as far as like like balancing out being a good movie while you know, trying to be as strong of a heist movie as you can. I think it 
So it just wins for me. A movie that's solely about uh, formulating and executing a heist. Yeah, like yeah, and like I said, you don't really like. Yeah, it's you don't. Movie. You don't really get. There's no character development with Danny Ocean in the beginning. It's not like he something happens to him, and then he all of a sudden in the middle of the first act decides he wants to do a heist. You kind of you start the heist with him already having it planned out. He's already going to do it. He's already he's already going to do it, and that's why I mean I mean it's like start yeah. to finish throughout heist. the series. His particular character doesn't really have any redemption or anything. He is who he is throughout the series. Yeah, it's charismatic. It's mm-hmm. like a documentarian, you know, style. Like. So did Soderbergh create a new genre? I, I think he created a very strategic way of making heist movies, and that, that shows in the first, like I think the first two Ocean movies, and the third Word. one is more yeah. just off the wall comedy. Well, yeah. I mean, then again, I mean, he did create it, but I mean, I'm trying to think of like other movies who have like that have, that have done that same thing, and I mean, even if you watch like what. Watch like any of the Fast and Furious movies after I mean, yeah, those four. Are like they, they do the Fast s- Five is on that list. Yeah, like yeah. it's just the same. Sh- like literally, just like oh, just let's just see what, see that. Let's just fucking copy that. I and guess it's very difficult to find a movie like pre Oceans that does that. I yeah. mean, that even like even strategy. thinking about Reservoir Dogs, I'm like, he's like, I guess they do it. Like that is it. Like they that do is a little the- bit, cause, but the way they flash back. Um, yeah, yeah, it is what it but is. It's not the same. Soderbergh isn't always flashing back. Sometimes he's cutting two, he's flashing back. He does a lot of weird, like, time jumps. He's, yeah, he's revealing most of the time. Yeah, and it's cool because normally you wouldn't like that, but the way he does it, like that, like, it's almost like a PowerPoint presentation. Like, ah, oh, no, those are That's boring. That's the best way to describe them. Th- those are boring, but, like, it's like those, ah, those, like, in- those informational videos that, like, infographics videos yeah. that yeah. his entire movie Explain is like the, that one scene of those if, if any heist movie where they sit down and talk about the plan beforehand that's yeah. the entire yeah. movie alright so Johnny's gonna go in here with the bag and, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and it was just like that dun, fucking dun, song dun, dun, you remember that yeah. shitty one we saw together Ronin that was a horrible heist film Ronin with Robert De Niro yeah you remember that right oh yeah uh, and the reason Remember when we found out why they called it Ronin? It's because of the samurais. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, all right, this movie's like three hours long. Can I reach? And n- no, this one, it stars Robert De Niro and Sean Bean's in this, but he's in there for like five minutes and then he's like out. Yeah. Does he get killed? No, that's funny. He does it. He's no, just, this movie, like he lives. He just dips. Yeah, yeah he's <laughs> like, I'm out. <laughs> he gets threatened and then he leaves. But uh, I don't know, this movie got its name because it's like this one weird scene like two hours in and you're like, oh, that's a weird, obscure reference. Yeah. And then I was just like, I, was, I didn't like that movie. Mm-hmm. God, that was bad. But well, we talked about um, our Steven Soderbergh. Yeah, <laughs> basically we just talked about Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, I think it was and important. I think it, I think it was important. Yeah, to, second this guy's to dick. Break, <laughs> I think it was important to break down what he brought to the genre uh, and, and how he reshaped it. But uh, yeah, there's yeah. really not much else to say. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like, I don't know. He's just kind of carved out a niche within like the crime thriller comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Category. Baby Driver was uh I, f- I felt like referenced um Soderbergh style a bit. Yeah, yeah. Sure. especially in the scene where um Kevin Spacey is talking about the plan. Yeah. And they do it that way, just yeah. the way he lays it out and they do the it, w- it with montage specifically. Yeah. Definitely didn't deliver. Mm-hmm. 
Ooh, but what, 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 but uh, besides Soderbergh stuff, do, what, do, what do you guys say is some of the best um, like action thriller heist movies? Like like you would put like, I would say job. heist up there. I would say Italian Job. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I like Italian as Job. As far as like the <laughs> their escape plans and stuff. Yeah, the yeah. actual young, like execution of everything. Is, I loved it. Yeah, love that shit. It was a good shit. I like I like Heat. Heat. It's one I honestly need to rewatch Heat. Yeah. It's great. Rafifi. Which one? Rafifi. Never seen it. Really? Yeah, Com- comedy like Tower Heist. I thought was pretty funny. Oh, Tower Heist! I've yeah. never seen Tower Heist. It's it's okay. I mean, it's just pure slaps. It's not like Logan Lucky where it's kind of no. serious. It's like yeah. smart, kind of funny, or it was just like, no. It's just totally like Twenty Two Drum Street type ridiculous yeah. fucking. All right. yeah. I don't yeah. know if I'm down for that. <laughs> well, hey, if you're listening and you you have you know some oh brother where out that was a good little heist segment in there as well. What oh brother where out thou? Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, that's all I want to say. Yeah, <laughs> I say we play the game. All right. Yeah. Jackie Brown's another good one too. Also, yeah, yeah, if anyone has their thoughts on like some good heist films or like something on the actual topic, or, or even how you think you could uh, we could sustain the genre. Yeah, just uh, let us know. Bruh. Mm-hmm. I personally like comedy heist movies. Yeah, like yeah. Oceans has enough comedy for me. I mean, yeah, it's good. definitely. All right, so Hell or High Water. This is, is like, the, this is the game where yeah. uh, Thomas usually loses. Or Harvey. Uh, I or, usually lose. Yeah, Harvey's a big loser. So, Thomas, he lost the game last week, and once again, the game where the highest roller has to assign a movie to the person who rolled the lowest number, one out of 12 on the die. Sean's going to roll. Yo, let's drop that shit. Wow. No. Not bad. That's a nine. Oh, Not oh bad. Oh, my God. I'm so scared right now. It's a safe, safe number right there. Because we'll I, don't, I could take anything else these guys throw at me. But my hands get sweaty every time I fucking start touching this dice now. <laughs> We should wash this dice. Let's check my heart Probably rate. Probably should. Yeah. I'm, I'm at a 80, Harvey's gonna roll. 79 BPMs right now. Harvey got a 7. seven. Not bad. Dude, everyone's rolling really first. good right now. This is not All good, right. man. Sean's going to roll now. Fuck, I am so fucked right now. Hey, Eight, whoa. 79. <laughs> so fucked. Well, I'm out. If you, if you get like the other half Harvey of the might die. lose. If I lose, it's going to be bullshit. It's <laughs> fucking bullshit. Steve got an 11. Somehow with high numbers. Harvey's still lost. <laughs> we're on the whole other high half of the die. I didn't think. I thought I was going to lose. I'm like, Tom's going to wow. make me watch fucking American Honey. I don't want to do this. You won two this. weeks in a row. Wow. You dodged American Honey like, like fucking in the Matrix. So you know, I want to watch American Honey. That's the sad part. But I'm just like, it's out of the so, principle. So watch just it, watch though. it and then don't give them the satisfaction of yeah. making you, you no, watch you, it. You should, you should watch it and then talk about it on the podcast. We'll talk about it for like two, two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Solid good. movie. Solid. Yeah. So you had some time to think about it. Yeah, I had a very long time to think about what it. What are you going to give this boy? Uh, a movie that I actually been uh, thinking about ever since I saw it was mm. Split. It's been a week. Really? <laughs> I'm Split. Not... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost believed you for a second. I was just like, oh yeah. I mean, have you, have you seen a... it? No. Oh, I no, seen it. M Night Shyamalan. I'm, it's just it was just such a Shyamalan. pleasant. It's a pleasant surprise of film yeah. for me. And I really you, like, you it. really did like it, huh? Yeah, I was mm-hmm. super surprised. So, uh, and I asked, I don't know if Tom, you haven't seen it either, right? Yeah, but you're not assigning me a movie. Yeah, I know, but I want everyone to watch it. You saw it, Sean? If you saw, see American Honey, I and like give me proof, I guarantee I'll watch it. Give you proof? What, what proof. What, like, you have a picture of me watching it? I'm going to summarize most of the movie. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. Proof. Well, a lot happens in three hours. Not really, actually. <laughs> Fucking three hours. So, Harvey, you got split. Great. I feel like M. Night's coming back, guys. 
Yeah. This is it. This is his year. but surely. This is his years. He had to build his confidence with a found footage horror film, and now he's like yeah. making this. strides to yeah. come back. Uh, sure. My girlfriend, uh, she's an actress, and she went on, uh, what they call it, uh, what is that, backstage? Backstage. And she saw, oh, they're, uh, she's, uh, uh, they're looking for action for Unbreakable 2. Really? Yeah. My girlfriend just signed up with them, too. Really? Their uh, headquarters is in the building she works in. Oh, I've, really? I've, yeah. been, uh, I've been probing on there for a Middle Eastern kid. Oh, yeah? Cool. I don't think Not you yet. should say that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds weird. The word Anyways, probe in Middle say, Eastern. When I say kid, I mean a like... Kid. A probing for a kid. <laughs> I mean like an 18-year-old. Um, legal. Uh, hey, speaking of split, I might have to split. Oh, yeah? All right, let's get out of here. I got glue waiting for me at a restaurant somewhere. I don't know where I'm going. Word. Um, I normally <laughs> we don't do that. We don't say we have to go. Yeah, we yeah. really do. <laughs> Everyone's Check us out on Facebook at Do The Right Film underscore podcast. No, I think it's just Do The Right no, Film. No, I think it was yeah. underscore. Yeah. yeah. Everything's no, underscore. No, sa- uh, Instagram. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Do The Right Film on um, uh, Twitter and Facebook and then Instagram. It's underscore podcast. But if you want everything in just one place, do the right film.com. Yeah, we got our website up, which uh, I know we said we were going to talk about. But. Yeah, you can leave feedback there. Check out all the episodes that we have up. And also um, just, you know, give some suggestions of what we might need. Yeah, we have our topics yeah. for the website, whatever. Most definitely topics. If you guys have any ideas, want to hear yeah. any in- interesting conversation, let us know. Movie recommendations. Yeah. We won't watch them, but we appreciate them. Yeah, we'll yeah. list them off and then we'll probably. Uh, I'll watch them. <laughs> I'll be the guinea pig. John sure. from uh, <laughs> from uh, Boise, Idaho, recommended this one. Thanks, John. Dave, <laughs> thanks for the recommendation. We'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Have we watched it? Dave, yet? Nope. Dave from Kentucky said, "Thomas, you suck." <laughs> we want those. That's what those are. Those are the ones we want. Ones we want. Yeah. Can he stop mentioning American Honey, Kingsman, and what else? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, right. that'll do it for me. Thanks, guys. Yep. We need a catch for us.